Kiss 92.5 Studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, I'm Sean Mendez. This is Selena Gomez. Drizzy Drake. Taylor Swift. Post Malone. Camila Cabello. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Right here. Turn up. My boys, Roz, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. I can feel it. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. I Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. So we're going into what, like week 12 of working from home, stay at home, lockdown, all because of COVID. And throughout this entire thing, you know, the standard message of wash your hands, don't touch your face, check in on each other, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, right? Especially older people, you want to make sure you look out for them. Mm -hmm. Because as we've seen, when COVID hits an old person... It's not good. It could literally kill them. Yeah. And it has. There's a guy in Ireland who's been checking in on somebody. And he claims to talk to this person, this thing, every single day. This thing? What does that mean? This guy says he uh, communicates with leprechauns. (laughs) And they're still drinking in Ireland, huh? Leprechauns are spirits. I visit them under the mountain each day to check them out. I've been up there every day. I haven't broken the, uh, the restrictions. I communicate them through an out-of-body experience. I, I don't want to go deeply into that, but it's an out-of-body experience. Everyone, know, every, everyone knows what I mean, and I can transfer my spirit up there. Does your wife believe in leprechauns? No. <laughs> so he communicates with leprechauns. No. And it reminded me... Do you remember in, I think it was Alabama, and this is forever ago, like 2006, Yeah. when all these people in Alabama thought that they saw a leprechaun up in the tree? No. And then the news... The news did, went out? They did, yeah, they Simpler did like a, times, huh? They did like a big news Simpler report on it. Simpler times. And then they went out and they interviewed the guy. Yeah. And he had like a big crowd of people behind him. Well, just in time for St. Patrick's Day, crowds are coming by the dozens to get an up-close view at what some say is a piece of Irish folk- folklore. Some people in the Crichton area of Mobile say a leprechaun has taken up residence in their neighborhood. A leprechaun. NBC <laughs> 15's Brian Johnson has more. Curiosity leads to large crowds in Mobile's Crichton community. Many of you bring binoculars, camcorders, even camera phones to take pictures. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. I got to do look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! <laughs> Simpler times, huh? Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Damn it, Maury made some more cold calls. Oh, yeah? random phone numbers right across the country. As part of their series on, uh, quote, things I learned on TikTok, BuzzFeed asked users to run their tongues across the roofs of their mouths. I want everybody to do this right now. Mm -hmm. Is it smooth or is there a bump? What do you mean? Okay. What do you mean a bump? A bump? You don't know what a bump is? Like a bump or a ridge? A bump. Just do it. Like, I have a ridge. Mm-hmm. Is there a bump in the middle? No. I got bumps on the bottom of my mouth, though. If you felt a bump, then you're part of a small percentage of the population who has one. 
the bump is called a Taurus uh, Palatinus, and it's harmless. It's located in the middle of the hard palate and varies in sizes. The bump is only found in 20 to 30% of the population and is most common among women of Asian descent. Can you do me a favor? Just yeah. because I just literally tried to Google what you just said. Can you spell Taurus Palatinus? Okay. T-O-R-U-S. Yes. That's the first word. Second yeah. word. P-A-L-A-T-I-N-U-S. Thank you. Because I know we're all wondering right now. Yeah, Taurus Palatinus. Um, no, I don't think so. I got bumps on the bottom of my mouth, though. The bottom? Yeah, big ones. What do you mean? Where? Like below your tongue? I used to think that it was teeth coming through the bottom of my, my mouth. On but, your gums? But, but apparently they're normal. No, on the bottom of my mouth. Where? Show yeah, me. I'll show you. Come here. Well, not too close. Just like from there. I don't know. I, I, let me use my flashlight. Okay, ready? I'm going to show you the bottom of my mouth. Yeah. And then you look at the bumps. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because I showed them, they've been there my whole life, and I showed them to Catherine, and she lost her mind. Ready? Yeah. Oh my God. Bro. See them? Like they right here? Like, yeah, they look like other teeth. Uh huh. Has a dentist ever said anything? Yeah, nothing. They're normal. They're completely harmless, but I have like big, giant bumps on the bottom of my mouth. Yo. Yeah, I know. Pretty gross, huh? You got Taurus Palatinus. You shush with your Taurus Palatinus. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so do the people bumps. have this? Is that what happened? Yeah, it says here, uh, only 20 to 30% of the population most common among women of Asian descent. Oh, so wow. David Mori picked up the phone and uh, just cold call people. <laughs> to find if they had bumps in their mouth? Yeah. Hey, hello. Hi, how are you? I'm well. What do you want? Science oh. has said that very few people have a bump on the top of the inside of their mouth. What I need you to do is run your tongue yeah, on the top of the inside of your mouth and tell me if you have a bump. Sounds like a joke. No, it's serious. Look it up. <laughs> okay, I'm doing it. And? Well, I got that thing in the back of my throat. That's it. Like, well, but no, but on the top of your mouth, do you have a bump there? No. Are you sure you run it? Are you running your tongue? I am. Well, wait a minute. Slowly run your tongue. No, it doesn't feel like anything there. It's just like little ribs or whatever you call that. <laughs> Hello? We're doing a scientific science experiment, and I need you to run your tongue along the top of your mouth and tell me if you have a bump. Scientific science experiment. Really? Yeah. Oh, you haven't done it yet? Uh, no. You, no, you don't have one, or no, you didn't do it? Uh, no, I didn't do it, and I'm not going to do it. Oh. Just run your tongue on the top of your mouth. Yeah, 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 wrong guy. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing fine, thank God. I need you to run your tongue along the top of your mouth and tell me if there's a bump. So right now I'm eating. <laughs> okay, put the food down for just a second. This is very important. Okay. Do you have the bump? No, no bump. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Do you feel left out? No. Why should I? What? I don't want bump in my mouth. <laughs> Here's what I need you to do. Can you run your tongue along the top of the inside of the inside of your mouth and the tell me if the there's a bump? inside of the inside. Hello? Oh. <laughs> okay, so I need you to rub your tongue, run your tongue along the top of your mouth, and tell me if you have this bump. Go ahead. Okay. I don't do it. Okay, rub it slower. <laughs> 
Okay, so what rub the, the tongue on the top of your mouth and let's see if you have this bump and be one of the few people that have it. Uh, I'm pretty sure I don't have this bump. I don't want to. No, but you, <laughs> but you don't know if you have it unless you try and find it. I don't it. want it. Yeah, but I don't want to. I'm confident that I don't. All you need to do is just rub your tongue, like, and rub your tongue on the bridge of your mouth and we'll see if you have the bump and then you're special. Well, my mother always said I was special, but I'll try, okay? Just for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And? It. and? I don't have a bump, but I'm still special. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. I'm just calling to let you know that I have a bump on the roof of my mouth. Oh, oh do you? you do, huh? Yeah, Did you know that you had it prior to hearing us talk about it? No, not at all. It's the weirdest thing. So what does it feel yeah. like? Just a bump? It kind of feels like the beginning of a pimple, to be honest with you. It's not a pimple. I can promise I have hard bumps on the bottom of my mouth. Yeah, I heard you saying that, too, and I actually have that, too. Yeah, Dude, like, really? Yeah. Yeah, like these little, like, tiny bumps on oh, the no. bottom, like right underneath the teeth. Bro, bro, mine are the size of teeth. Oh, really? Yeah, it looks like I have teeth growing out of the bottom of my mouth, uh, like under, underneath You're my tongue. You're underselling it, Roz. Like, those bumps in your mouth look like extra teeth below where teeth are. Yeah, yeah. He just finished saying they look like extra teeth. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, when we're having conversations, do you just not listen? No. No, I have to say it myself. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the, uh, my mouth is like, I never, and I never thought th those things were unusual until one day Catherine was looking at my mouth and gasped and I was like, sexy, right? <laughs> and she, she was like, no, you. gross. When she kisses you, does her tongue touch those? Well, she doesn't generally like slide her tongue into my mouth under my tongue to go looking around. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, what's going on in here? <laughs> do you know well, maybe more than that. It's been a long though. time. Yeah, I think that the only way to do that properly is if you kissed like Spider-Man style where I was like, where your heads aren't facing the same way, but like... Oh, the upside down kiss. The upside down kiss where you would be able to then curl your tongue upwards, which would then touch the bottom of her mouth. Yeah, yeah. I think that that would be the only way to do that. You, ever, you ever kissed somebody like that before? Upside down? Yeah. No? no? I've no. asked, man. Yeah, do it's it. weird. It's weird. Yeah. Just because I'm, I'm, if Catherine sits in a chair, I can walk up behind her, bend over her, and yeah. then I'm upside down, hanging in front of her head. Like and a I'll, monster. And I'll, like, a, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like the insidious monster shut or something. Up. I'm not like a monster. <laughs> <laughs> like a loving life partner, I was going to say. But then your nose is in her throat. Shut up. Just stop it. <laughs> What's your name on the phone? Oh, it's Andrew. Andrew, thanks so much, bro. Oh, you guys are my favorite, man. I, I've been listening for the past 10 years. I'm a bit of a stand of you guys. So oh, wow. That's so nice. Between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh, obviously Roz. Oh, <laughs> wow. I like that. Obviously. Bumps and all, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. Both brothers got to stay together, right? You got it. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, question for you. Yes. If I had to ask, if I asked you what the happiest song of all time was. Oh, Wow. What would you say? I don't know, like Happy by Pharrell? Good, good choice. <laughs> so I was, the obvious one. I, I saw this article trending all last week, and then ET Canada did a story on it. And, but, and then I'm just like, God, we should do this on the show. And now I'm looking at the list, and I'm like, oh, my God, this, this is going to be terrible for you. This is going to be the worst five minutes of your life. Yeah. Why? Because I don't think you're going to know any of these songs. Come so on, man. Yeah, so they did a poll, okay? And they asked people what the happiest songs of all time were. 
And I'm going to let me give you a couple examples of stuff that maybe you may know. Okay, give me 39. So this is the top 50. Okay, okay. so give me give me 39. I, I play this only because Climax put this, put this in the mix all the time. Yeah, I know the Climax version. Okay. So, Brown Eyed Girl. Okay, yeah, no, I know yeah, that okay, song. You know, sure. okay, you know this song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, give me 26 on the list. All right. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. It's from that John Travolta movie. <laughs> uh, AKA Grease. <laughs> That's it. You know, never seen the full, full movie? <laughs> no, that doesn't surprise me at all. Bits and pieces. Yeah, sure. Uh, that was okay, like a flying uh, car in it or something. Uh, wow. Uh, okay, 25 on the lists. Oh, easy. Okay, Whitney. Whitney. Yeah. Love it. Very happy song. Yeah. Uh, 14 on the lists. You can't hit on this song. Okay. What up, Ricky Martin? Okay, there Come we on. go. Okay, so this is, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to work this into, like, a way that you can sort of participate in this. Yeah. So far, so good. Okay, so far, so good. Now, let's get into the top, let's get into the top 10 here. Okay, okay. so uh, hit me with number 10. <laughs> okay. I'm getting rickrolled. Okay, yeah. Okay. Well, you just wait. You're about to get rickrolled hard. I'm going to about to lose you in about two seconds. Um, okay, so again, this is a list of the happiest songs of all time. Okay. And I want to remind everybody that the people polled in this survey mm -hmm. were adults between the ages of 30 and 55. Okay. Okay? Uh-huh. So a little on the older. All right. Okay, so uh, number nine. You ever heard this song? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. So that's uh. You just can't get yeah, enough. Uh, I guess it's happy. Mode. Okay. Uh, number eight. Okay. <laughs> you know. Yes. I heard this in a commercial. What once. about the intervention remix? What? Okay. Never mind. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Okay, uh, number number seven on the list of the happiest songs of all time. If you be my bodyguard, I can be your yeah, yeah. All right, never okay. heard this before. Okay. Number Who's six. Uh, don't worry about it. It's Paul Simon. Number oh. six on the happiest songs of all time. Oh, they play this yeah, yeah. at weddings. Yes, they do. You're right. Right? Yes. They okay. play this at weddings, okay. and also they play this <laughs> at. Uh, <laughs> Like at corporate parties. <laughs> yes, you're right. Absolutely. You're so right. <laughs> if you've ever been to a company party, they always play this song. Uh, on Team Bond Day. Yes. Like it's always come on, Eileen. Okay, uh, number five. <laughs> okay, yes. Okay, uh, Bon Jovi. Yes. Living on a Prayer. Uh, number four on the list of the happiest songs I think I of all time. I learned about this song on this show, yeah, actually. You did. Probably. You did. You did. You okay. Did. Yeah. Do you know who this is? Um, take a guess. Who do you think this is? Oh. It's number four on the list the of the happiest, happiest songs, songs of all time. This is the Fleetwood. Uh, it is not Fleetwood Mac. No, no. It is not. No. It is. Oh, they have a girl in the, the band. Or is it multiple girls? Multiple girls. Pointer Sisters. No, no ABBA. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Uh, number three sure. on the list. Pointer 
Brothers and Sisters. No. Oh. This is a boy singing. This is a guy? It's like three guys. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. I heard this song in the movie Airplane. <laughs> yes, probably, yes. Right? Yeah, but it's not ladies. It's boys. Like kids? No. Oh. Grown men. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Now you're rickrolling <laughs> No, I'm not. Is this Rick, Rick Astley? Astley? No, it's not Rick Astley. Oh. No, it's the Bee Gees. Okay. Remember them? No. Okay, number two on the list. If you look on your face right now, this sounds like... like is it a TV show theme? No. <laughs> it does sound like a TV yeah, show theme. It sounds like a, the intro <laughs> like a show from the 80s. <laughs> what no. is it? This is uh, Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Okay. Okay. And number one, this according to uh, the poll uh, that was making news all last week of the happiest songs of all time. This, Mocha, is your number one. Oh, please be Wu-Tang. Please be Wu-Tang. <laughs> is this song called Mr. Blue Sky by a band called ELO? Hello. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yo, Princess, it's Roz and Mocha. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Princess, your real Good. name or not your real name? Come on, man. You know that's a first name. Of course. Name. Okay. First name. Uh-huh. My mom's awesome. Uh-huh. 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 Uh, so you wrote us this, Razamoka Fix My Life. We discovered recently that our dad has a Seeking Arrangements account. First of all, who is we? Uh, my sister and I. Okay. And what is Seeking Arrangements? <laughs> so basically, it's like a dating site, but it's like an arrangement for like sugar daddies and sugar bees. Okay. Ooh, so damn. we recently discovered that our dad has a Seeking Arrangements account, and the main issue is that we don't think it's really him. He has a new girlfriend with kids and they bought a house together and he is really happy. Based on his history of dating women our age, we can't tell if it's really him or if it's someone catfishing him. Uh, it says he was online yesterday and we don't believe it. The only way we could know that he is on there and online yesterday is because we clearly have our own accounts. Who, you and your sister? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so if we brought it up to him, it would alert him that someone is pretending to be him on the website. Then we are putting ourselves as having sugar baby accounts out oh, there. No. On the other hand, he is an adult and we should, we just leave it alone. So, okay, so you and your <laughs> How old are you and your sister? Um, we're in our 20s. Okay, so you and your sister have sugar baby <laughs> accounts on Seeking Arrangements. Hold on. It, it's kind of like a joke. We were like, we just kind of wanted to see what was up. Like, it's not for real. You ever done it? So, no, no, no. You, 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 never, you never like... You Has never, your sister ever done it? I don't think so. <laughs> okay, so why don't you just delete the account then? Well, well, we still could do that, but then that doesn't really solve the issue of... Him, Why would like, you being okay, Let me ask you this before we get to your dad. What is the motivation to just create a, uh, a sugar baby account as a goof? Well, I guess like we're not catfishing, but like no, no, we're but, bored. I, I don't what did know. You, what you see what's up? Like, I think <laughs> that you're waiting for the right person to reach out. That's why you're hanging on to these accounts. 
Yeah, man, busted. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so so you just so you're not you're not active in the sense that you're not currently hooking up with people and then they give you money, uh, but you are active in the sense that if the right opportunity presented itself, you would be open to it. Um, sure. Okay. I mean, okay, that's fine. That's fine. It's your business. It's your life. You do whatever you want to do. Is there a chance, princess, that the account that you think belongs to your dad actually does belong to your dad? Yeah, and that's the problem. Because, like, he's an adult and we don't want to meddle in his super private life. But the, the other hand of that is that if it's not him and someone else gets a hold of that and someone else discovers that fake him is on there and it's not him, then that could destroy his new happy life. And that's kind of what we're torn between because I don't think, like, he's a smart man. I really don't think he would have his real name, his real face, his real city, his real everything on this account like that. You know, you change one of those things up. You don't need to have that much information so out there. So were you sitting there scrolling for a sugar daddy and you came across your own <laughs> father's profile? Yes. That's so weird. <laughs> 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 okay, you don't, there's a lot to, there's a lot that we don't know. And when I say we, I mean, Mocha and myself and you and your sister, right? And that is, we don't know what the arrangement is between your dad and his new wife, girlfriend, whatever she may be. You don't know if this is in fact how they met. You don't know if she's okay with this. You don't know if they have an open relationship. You don't know a lot of things. And then so to start meddling, no parent wants to get busted cheating by their by their kid right that's just yeah. that's just about the worst way that it can that it can happen hang on a second is your dad's girlfriend the same age as you and your sister or like in and well, around well that's the thing this is the first time she's actually like almost his age okay so oh, okay. but before that your father had a history of dating what younger women yeah that he presumably met on a site like this um, Possibly. Okay. Oh, okay. Maybe the account does belong to him. Okay. So maybe, yeah, maybe the account <laughs> does belong to him. But you don't know the situations. And I'm I, like, I'm not one for meddling. And because this is his girlfriend and not your mom, do you want to get involved in that and break them up? And maybe he's happy and everybody's happy and who knows, right? That's a really good point because it's not my mom that it's it's kind of a totally separate situation. I yeah. say leave it alone, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. Mind your own beeswax. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, like, I don't know how you bust your dad for having a sugar daddy account when on the same no, app no, no, you no, have no. a sugar baby account. You know what it is? I know exactly what it is, princess. Exactly, you, you're right. She does not want her dad to be on that site and then find pictures of his daughters on there. That's what I think um, yeah. the real concern is. Your dad's ruining your game. Yeah, you're not concerned for <laughs> the fact that your dad may have an account. You're concerned that you may get caught being on this site as a potential sugar baby. No way. I, I already deleted it. I deleted mine yeah, and everything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. how, do, how do we... It's really interesting. Like, I, What are the odds that a dad who is a sugar daddy raised two daughters who are sugar babies and you all wound up on the same app. What a wild world, huh? Crazy. Well, what yeah. a, what a kinda, wild world. makes the perfect sense. Like, doesn't it? So you and your so you and your sister are sort of tourists in the world of uh, of sugar babying. And again, do your thing. Who cares? I don't yeah, have whatever. No problem with that. I, what somebody else does with their money is none of my business. What you do with your money is none of my business either. So you you guys are all in this sort of world of uh, of sugar babying, and the potential is there for your father to ruin whatever future game you may have, whatever future sort of endeavors you may have. Now, how do you feel about your dad? 
if this is in fact him, um, sort of dating in this way, younger women who are your age, like, are you okay with that on principle or are you a participant, but you're against it when it comes to your dad? Oh no, all for it. Go for it. Get oh, what you okay. Need. oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. Everybody wins. You, you get yours. Everybody wins. Okay. Yeah. Then, then stop being so bloody busy. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Alrighty. All right. What, what a world. Hey, is I, your sister there? Uh, she is. What's, yeah. what's her name? What's her fake name? <laughs> um, uh, baby. Baby. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Of course you it too. is. <laughs> All right, princess and baby. Thank you so much for joining us on Fix My Life. Thank you. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, let me read you this. Some couples wish that they were quarantined with their work spouse. I despise oh God, that yes. term. I think it is. What, Maury? I would love to be quarantined with you. I'm not your work spouse, man. If you're not my work spouse, then what are you? Your coworker. Co I was going to say work daddy. No. No. <laughs> no. Highly inappropriate. Mocha's mind wow. just blew because he's like, oh my God, that's so right. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> No, even the idea, I, I always hate <laughs> when I hear somebody refer to somebody as their work spouse. I think it is so wildly inappropriate and as disrespectful. It's weird. I really do. And people just throw it around. Yeah. They really do. That's my I work wife. That's my work husband. Yeah. It's super weird. And I, and I always find it weird when your actual husband or wife is cool with it. Yeah. Well, because they have their own work spouse and stuff. I mean, I know Matthew's at home. He's been home for nine weeks. He misses his work spouses. <laughs> work spouses. Spouses. How work many spice. does he have? Oh, several. Oh, and I'm so glad one of the guys that was his work spouse has been moved to a different department. I'm like, oh, done with that one. Wow, listen to this. <laughs> what is going on up in that department? It's an open relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Utah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever oh, hear, wow. like, now that Matthew's working from home, he's on all those, all those, um, those Zoom meetings. Yeah. Is he ever on, like, a Zoom call with... One of his work husbands? Oh, I, I now set my nap so that I'm up so I can eavesdrop on the entire conversation. What do they talk about? <laughs> oh, it's so funny. They set up these work Zoom calls, but they talk about so everything other than work. You know, oh, did you did you hear? Did you watch that new show on Amazon? Or oh, this is my new tank top. Or oh, let's see the dog. This is my new tank top. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you both love the micro treat hard, huh? Oh my <laughs> god! Like that relationship is held together with like a thread, right? Like just like this is my new tank this top. Is <laughs> And what happened the other day when you saw Matthew in that new tank top? You oh. ran, right? You turned around, you, you got so, because so he turned Because he was too on, hot. It was too hot for me to handle. <laughs> okay. Wow. Wow. Okay, so back to you and me, Ron. No, there is no you and me. <laughs> no, I've never wanted to hear someone say that. <laughs> You'll be hearing it from Matthew soon, bro. Soon. I can't handle it. There is look no you and me. No, yeah, look at my new tank no, top. No, I've never wanted anyone to say that <laughs> yeah. to me. Yeah, now, now look at my new tank top. <laughs> This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I'm reading this uh, interview with Quentin Tarantino. And they asked him what the best movie of the decade was, meaning 2010 to 2020. Wow. Okay. And Quentin Tarantino out there with the curveball. What, what, what? According to Quentin Tarantino... One of his own his movies? Mind, no, not one of his own movies. Oh, okay. He doesn't even mention any of his own movies. Okay. And he says, quote, this is a clear winner and crushes all the competition. 
His favorite movie, The Decades, is Social Network. What? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin wrote it. Um, Fisher, uh, Fincher directed it. And it's the Facebook movie. That is, according to Quentin Tarantino, the social network, quote, hands down is number one because it's the best. That's all. It crushes all the competition. Really? Yeah. Wild, huh? Did he give the social network. Other explanation? Did he No, he said that there's no other explanation is needed. It's just the best. And he's a huge fan of uh, Aaron Sorkin, calls him one of the best writers working today. But I will say this about the social network. Do you remember the social network? Can I tell you I saw the first 10 minutes and then I just stopped? Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I really I really enjoyed the social network, but I will say that I think that what made the social network great is it was great writing and it was acted well and it was and it was everything else. But what made the social network truly great was the music, the score. Oh, okay. It was it was the it's one of the best scores like I've, I've heard in a movie. It was perfect. Yeah, yeah, I think Trent Reznor and his writing partner did the score for it. Oh, wow. And it won, it won the Academy Award for Best Score. But that movie to me was so much about the music. But yeah, Quentin Tarantino, the social network being wow. the best movie of the decade. Huh. And there's been a lot of great movies. Uh, yeah, like Infinity War <laughs> and Endgame. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. I like, knew it. I was, like, I was like, when are you going to say Infinity War? But you also had, all the, you had the Hunger Games. That came as, out in 2012. As best movie of the decade? Or there's The Help. That was pretty good. Oh, goddamn. No, people are saying like, you know, Moonlight falls into, into this what about, decade. Or like Interstellar. And I really enjoyed that Interstellar movie. Interstellar was good, but I didn't like all of Interstellar. The Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> and The Help. Octavia Spencer loves you for saying that, bro. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. June 1st already, which means tax deadline. Excuse me? Today is your tax deadline. What does that mean? Get your taxes in, son. Unless you're self-employed, then you have until June 15th. Oh my God, I haven't done my taxes. You didn't? No. Well, we got the extension. I didn't do them. The deadline was like April 30th. I didn't do them. And then we got the extension listen, to today. I know, but listen, man, ever since March happened, yeah. I haven't thought about doing taxes. It's important to note that if you don't file, you will not get penalized as long as you file before <laughs> September 1st. Like <laughs> Let me tell you something in detail. Section D12. Okay. Clearly Clearly. <laughs> yeah. So you won't get hit with a penalty September 1st, okay? So, today's the official deadline. Oh, what a but, disaster. But you're good if you get it in by September 1st. You will not get penalized. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. I don't even remember getting T4s. Did they send them out? I don't think they sent them out. No, no a lot of companies now, you have to log in online and <laughs> oh, download yeah, them. Yeah, I'm just, never doing taxes again. That is the worst thing in the world. You can just, yeah, you just no, print it from... No, 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 no. What? It's too much to ask. You want them to mail it to you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. These portals, these company portals that they make you go through. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Here we go. Here right? we go. Okay. Let me sit down for this. Yeah. And company, I'm already sitting all down. All right. Company portals. <laughs> uh-huh. And then and then you get to that one day. And I'm not alone in this, right? Okay. You get yeah. to that one day mm-hmm. where all you want to do is just like do your work uh-huh. and like try and do a good job. Uh-huh. But you can't do the good job because you didn't fill out a survey. <laughs> right? And then you start getting locked out of things. Uh-huh. And then you can't actually work until you do a survey mm-hmm. that they want you to do. Yeah. It's about a survey. No, it's not. They're never good. <laughs> it's like, okay. By the way, like there a is minute. a survey okay. due. <laughs> Rick calls and says, hey, you know what's a great idea? 
Let me go onto your laptop. Give me all your passwords. Should you give Rick your password? No. <laughs> no. So never. you did read the survey. No. Okay. These are dumb things. <laughs> okay. They're all dumb. They're all dumb. Okay. Well, all I know oh. is that taxes are due today. Okay. That's why I'm not doing my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You want to know why? You want to know why? It's because of portals and surveys <laughs> that I'm now Listen. going to be penalized for not doing my taxes. If you need your taxes done and you don't want to take care of it. Right. Talk to Rick. Give him your password. No, okay. Give the whole thing no. on your behalf. No. And you're good. No. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So starved for new movie news. Because there hasn't been a lot. Like, yesterday, there was the, the big thing was that Henry Cavill's going to be doing another Superman and what that'll look like. Who knows? And then it was either, I think it was Apple TV Plus mm-hmm. got the rights to the... Leo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro movie. That's the one that they did the all-in challenge for where you get to like yeah. come and hang with them and Scorsese and everything else. So I think uh-huh. that that's Apple TV+. Plus. But the big story today is that they are full steam ahead, going ahead with all the same directors, screenwriters, and everything else for the sequel to Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And do you remember really? how many problems that movie went through? Like, like right they, from the beginning. Right from the beginning because they released what Sonic looked like and then fans revolted. Oh, man, they freaked out. And, and well. they, yeah, and then the director was like, hey, listen, I've heard you. We are going to now go back and change every single frame of this movie to make it look like the Sonic that fans want. And, and Son- it was the, the Sonic that we <sighs> all was so know and good. love, right? It was so good. The movie was so good. And it made like a bajillion dollars. Yeah, and so I'm hoping that Jim Carrey is back because at the end, uh, spoiler alert. Uh, I, 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 what? Because I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it yet? No. Oh, come on. How have you not seen Sonic? Because I missed all this stuff when I was a kid because I never played Sega. Yeah. Right? I never played Sega and I never played Nintendo and nothing like that. So I, so I, all the new, like all the Mario characters and all the Sonic characters, they're all new to me now. <sighs> okay. What happened? <clears throat> nothing. Well, just there's like my favorite villain. When we play... Mario and Sonic at the Olympics on Switch, Roxy and I. Yeah. It's the greatest game ever. It's the best video game I've ever played. Okay. <laughs> and I've played a lot of good video games. It's better than Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, sure. When we play that, I always play Dr. Eggman. Okay. Who's awesome. And he's got like a big giant mustache and he wears two sets of goggles, which I respect. Uh, <laughs> so I'm hoping. Ho- protected. Yeah. So I'm hoping that the villain in Sonic 2 is Eggman because he's awesome. And I'm hoping that Jim Carrey's back and everybody else is back. So, so Sonic 2 is happening, which I could not be happier about. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yo, Paige, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. How old are you? Uh, 32. Here's the note that we got from Paige. Roz. I just watched Back to the Future, the movies, for the first time over the weekend. And I love them. But I am confused about something. And I'd love to ask Mocha what he thinks. <laughs> Your question, Paige, is what? Um, there's no real explanation as to how um, Marty comes to be friends with Doc Brown. Right. And I'm watching the first movie, and I'm like, okay, maybe they'll... Like, they didn't explain that at the beginning, and I was like, okay, maybe they'll explain it towards the end, and they didn't. And I thought maybe they'd explain it in the second one, they didn't, and then in the third one, and they didn't. So there is just really no explanation for it. So I thought maybe I had missed something or maybe there just is no 
explanation for it, or maybe there's some like fan theories out there. So, okay, so Marty the- in the movie is a teenager. He's like 16 years old in high school, and Doc Brown, the crazy scientist, is like in his 50s or 60s, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So how would these two cross paths is your question. And there actually is an answer, but it's not anywhere, as you said, in the movie. Because there was a lot of fan theory, a lot of fan speculation. Because normally that relationship, like if I was Marty's dad, I'd be questioning that relationship. And that's why the question keeps coming up, is how is this 16-year-old child friends with a grown-ass adult <laughs> hanging out in his home, driving around in cars But that stuff. was kind of cool back in the 80s, though. Like, we all, you know, it was just the, the wise man down the street. You could just go and kick it with him and do some yard work and whatnot, right? <laughs> so know. let me read this to you. This is from the co-writer and producer of Back to the Future, Bob Gale. Okay. For years, Marty was told that Doc Brown was dangerous, a crackpot, and a lunatic. So, being a red-blooded American teenager, at the age of 13 or 14, he decided to find out just why this guy was so dangerous. Marty snuck into Doc's lab and was fascinated by all the cool stuff that was there. When Doc found him there, he was delighted to find that Marty thought he was cool and accepted him for what he was. Both of them were the black sheep in their respective environments. Doc gave Marty a part-time job to help with experiments, tend to the lab, and tend to the dog, Einstein. So that is what the uh, co-writer and producer of Back to the Future has to say about how that relationship between Doc and Marty started. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I always just assumed that it was a part-time job. Like, I I always assumed that they were less friends and more Marty was his sort of employee in a weird way. I didn't even think of any of that, to be honest with no, you. No, you never, never crossed your mind. At first, no. Like, yeah. I was like, they're just friends. Like, maybe they just met. I always right? thought it was, that he was his uncle. Because oh, that, that one were- time when he says, it's, this is my uncle, Doc Brown, I thought, maybe there's some truth to that. Oh! oh interesting. Yeah. Oh, when he said to Lorraine in 1955. Also, right. until you said just moments ago that he was 16, I never put the two and two together because Michael J. Fox never looked 16. No, because they, they Michael J. Fox came from a, a sitcom called Family Ties where he was always a much older soul who you know carried right. a briefcase to high school and stuff like that, yeah. right? So yeah, you never really saw Michael J. Fox as like a young kid. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. The first time Marty goes to Doc's place, Marty uh-huh. has a key. He does, and he that's just walks right in. That's no, why, no, the key was under the mat. Sorry, the key was under the mat. So that's why I thought maybe he worked there. Because I always felt that it was just like that it, this was a, a place that Marty worked or they did stuff together. Because did, isn't that where Marty had his giant amplifier? Yeah. With the speaker. Right? Yeah. So his guitar and stuff was there. So but that I was just, Doc's amplifier because he phoned and said, don't don't play with the amplifier. It's not right, working. Right, right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yes. Yeah. No. So that's an interesting question how they, they didn't feel the need to overly explain their relationship, which I, which I don't think that you would be able to do today. So there you go, Paige. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. I love the show. We listen, we listen to the podcast all the time. You guys take my day. Uh, oh, nice. Best. Between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh, <laughs> So I have to say um, Roz generally because he is, you know, straight up with people. Although I've noticed on the show and on the podcast, Mocha has started doing this thing. Um, and it's like you're starting to grow on me a little bit and I find it so endearing. Mm. So Roz will say something like, uh, so all three Back to the Future movies are added on Netflix and Mocha will go, huh? <laughs> you kind of like gasp and you're like shocked about these like little things like oh. 
<laughs> little life moments I've make me, never, <laughs> make exactly. me smile. I've never noticed that <laughs> me before. Me neither. I've never noticed that before. That's incredible. Yeah. I love it. I'll yeah, listen out for that now. Thank you, Paige. Yeah. Okay, thanks, guys. Have Bye. A good day. Bye. That, that's one of those things that as soon as somebody points out that you will never not hear now. I know. Right? No, now I'm going to be self-conscious about it. Yeah. It, and I'll probably not do it no, anymore. No, no, you, I don't think you, I don't think you'll stop. It's, it's like when I pointed out to you that Matthew McConaughey whistles when he talks. Oh, and that's all I hear now. I yes. hate it. Yes. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. God, I watched the rest of that Jeffrey Epstein documentary on Netflix. No, nope, no thanks. Staying away. No, thank you. Here's the thing about the Jeffrey Epstein documentary is I, I really appreciate the way that it was done because they really could have leaned in on the famous friends angle and the salacious angle and turned it into a horror movie, but they, it's told from the perspective of the victims. Okay. And it, and in a weird way, it makes it easier to watch. Even though though the vast majority of the documentary is narrated by the victims. Mm. Yeah. Because it is in in a, in a way if, because it feels like their stories are being heard. Mm-hmm. It feels like they're being heard as opposed to Finally. just, as opposed to just watching a, a documentary where it's tales of what he had done, mm-hmm. where there were no voices of the people, the, 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 the women involved, the young girls involved. And so it's almost easier to watch, but yeah, it's, do you, uh, do you but watch it that is with like, Catherine or is that like a, no, you no, only, no, no, like, no, 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 that's, um, that's me, my headphones and my laptop when she goes to bed, okay. I'm interested in that stuff because I'm interested in that story but that's not for she wouldn't yeah. uh, there's no there's no way she doesn't like that stuff in her life did you see when um it started trending like real early <laughs> yesterday morning i noticed it so it probably happened overnight saturday into yesterday but when anonymous put out like epstein's uh, yeah the, but the, i don't even know I'd, yeah i don't know all I, his contacts it's not, nothing is nothing is uh verified though like yeah. that's the whole that's the whole thing because that's that. celebrity I did, names I did, I did see it yeah but started i mean trending but, right but, yeah but the flight logs his for his private jet have been available forever right, right. um but no it's uh it's it's nuts it's such a it's, i think i saw um chris tucker's name was trending because he was like a contact in epstein's book yeah and then uh naomi campbell was in there yeah i think yeah. oprah maybe yeah but i don't know i don't know it's so and then the butler was doing interviews with people and all this other all this other stuff but it's a it is a fascinating look at what absolute just power and money can get somebody who is in real deep. And I didn't even think that power and money could get somebody out of somebody who was in that deep. Right. But it just did. Like in a blink of an eye, when you get to the to the episode where his first trial was supposed to happen and everybody was there and everybody was ready and the the women were there and they were witnesses and they were willing to testify and they were going to get their day and everything else. And everybody shows up to court and they're like, hey, it's over. And they're like, excuse me? And they're like, yeah, no, the, the deal happened. It's over. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it is such a maddening story. It's yeah. a wild story. How but many if you, episodes? I think it's Shem. How many episodes is that? Seven episodes more. Thank you very much. Seven episodes. Not an easy watch. Took me like a couple of weeks. Really? To watch it? Yeah. yeah. I can handle it. I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. But it is. It is absolutely fascinating, though. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catherine woke Roxy up last night at quarter after ten. Went downstairs and grabbed her. For what? Threw her on her back to bring her outside to sit under the umbrella in the hail. What? <laughs> yeah. 
Kids love storms, right? I know, it was like but like lightning and crazy and pouring rain. I would understand if she were still awake. No, no, no. Wake her up. Can't, can't let a kid miss this. But would she get upset if she found out after? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So she loves the rain very that much. much. Very much. Was it really raining that bad? It was crazy. I, was fa- it I was didn't hear anything. It was so loud last night when the hail started. Yeah. It was hear- crazy. It was through the whole banging thing. off all the windows, like bouncing off the deck. At about it 10 was to 9 nuts. in our neighborhood, Yeah. it was raining hard. Yeah. But for like maybe four minutes, four or five minutes, and then it stopped. Yeah. For 10 minutes. And then it picked up again where it was just raining. It wasn't hail. Right. And then I went to bed. I was in bed at like, I don't know, nine, whatever time I like texted sure, you guys sure, last sure. night. Sure, Yeah. Like 30 seconds after that text, because I sent that text from bed. You were done. I was out. Yeah. No, it started. It really picked up at about like almost just about 10. And then you could see oh, it started yeah, to no, rain. Done. And then Catherine was like, Roxy cannot miss this. And then she went downstairs and grabbed her and threw yeah. her on her back and piggybacked her right up, like, like just like right up through the living Did she room, know what out was the back happening? door. Like as she was being carried around? <laughs> or was she still kind of like in that, in a no, little bit of a sleepy she, days? No, she, Catherine, Catherine woke her up and then she had just like the biggest smile on her face because Aww. she knew exactly what was happening. Morning. So you guys all, the three of you sat outside? The three of us? No, yeah. I sat in the couch and watched them. Oh, <laughs> you don't want to join in on the beautiful moment that I you're can, describing I can't right now? Get wet and then go to bed and all that other stuff. And no, I watched from the window. <laughs> you're socially distanced, like from, a like a the, like a proud nana. You know what I mean? I just watch everything from the window. I from watch the comfort of dryness. Yes, I watch. I watch life. Through, I'm like the cat. Right, like I am, like the cats. We all the, the, so there's four of us, and we all just sit at the back window, staring out at life. How long were they outside for? 20 minutes? 20 minutes? 15, 15 minutes? You didn't even yeah. think for like a split second to stick your head outside yeah. and be like, hey guys, can I join? No. Are you cool if I... <laughs> no, and nor did they think that to ask because they knew that I wouldn't. <laughs> I can't believe you. No, but I filmed it. I took pictures of them. Like uh-huh. I, I documented it, right? Like I'm the, I'm the documenter in situations like that. And then when they get back in, then I send them both all the pictures and videos and everything else. Yeah. And they're very much appreciative And then they have to dry it. off while you're sitting there There was no dry. drying off. They, oh. Roxy just went right back to bed and Catherine sat on the couch and we finished watching our show. Oh. <laughs> there was no... <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I learned last night that dogs don't like thunderstorms. No, they don't. How is your dog? How is Andy Monroe and all that? Oh, horrible. Yeah. Horrible. He peed three times. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. So sad, huh? I know. <laughs> Was he shaking, like quivering and stuff? Yeah. And How old is he, he now? He's five months. Yeah. Um, and you can tell dogs, I guess, are scared because their tail is between their legs. Yeah. That's why they call it. With your tail between your legs. Is that where that came from? No. <laughs> where did you think it came from? Where? Yeah, where did you think it came from? Like chickens? Like Caught between your, with your tail between your legs, I thought. With no, some nobody of- says get caught with your tail between your legs. I got caught between my hair and my legs. <laughs> Well, come on, man. Who says, I got, who says I got caught between my hair and my legs? First of all, gross. That's, I'm trying to figure that out. Okay, so hold on here. I got caught between my hair and my legs. So if you are between your hair and your legs, what are you actually caught between? I guess that would be your hair and your legs. I guess it's gone. Well, where's the hair? Yeah, where's the hair? 
I don't want to know. I don't no, know. never mind. Why did I ask that <laughs> question? Oh, oh, nobody wants to know. <laughs> I'm anyway. about to pee right now. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, it so, is well known that dogs are yeah, terrified so of things like thunder and lightning and also fireworks. Oh, but yeah. I did the mistake of opening the balcony door and saying, hey, do you want to come and see thunder and lightning? Thinking he would enjoy it. And the poor guy was like out there shivering and he went running between my legs into the living room and immediately staring at me, peeing on the floor. Oh, and then there's guy. my husband going, what did you do? Yeah, that's why he likes Matthew better. Yeah, right? He's going to remember that. Dogs don't forget stuff like that. No, not at all. They do not you forget stuff like that. You just gave that dog like another that. reason to hate you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. If you are one of many in the city who still use the TTC to get to where you need to go, listen to this. The fare inspectors are back. Oh, dun, dun, dun. For the month of June, fare inspectors will be present on the TTC to remind customers to pay their fare. They'll be at key service transfer points to observe and educate customers and to make sure that they are tapping that Presto card. Then in July, they'll be able to ask for proof of payment and offer up warnings if you have not paid mm-hmm. or they find that you haven't paid. And then fines for fare evasion will pick back up mid-July and then in August. So things are getting back to show me you paid. Yeah. Maybe I'm missing something, but I, I never understood the the sort of outrage over fare inspectors. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you mean? I never understood the outrage over them. People get so mad at them. <laughs> right. Because if you didn't do anything wrong, <laughs> like I'm just, it seems just normal to sh- me. Like prove that you... Yeah, and don't get me wrong, okay? I I come from, you know, I come from a time where you'd like fake a giant sneeze walking onto a streetcar just so you could throw, you know, 65 cents in the thing really hard so it makes a big noise so they think you put your whole fare in. You know, I'd like distract the driver. <laughs> you know, don't get me wrong, okay? I've I've done that. But uh, but yeah, no. The idea is that uh, that fair inspectors are there. Do they dress up? Like, do you know it's a fair inspector, or is it like an air marshal where you don't know what oh, they? Oh no, what no, no. They... They're, they're clearly identified. Oh, they are. Yes. Oh, no. I thought it was like they're an not, like, like an air marshal. No. Oh, okay. Well, plain clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never well, saw why people get so me? mad at them. No. Yeah. They'd get even more mad if you were plain clothes. <laughs> okay. Saying, "Hey, did, buddy, did you pay?" Right. Because then that person would be like, what the hell are you asking yeah, me? I, I know, Did you true. pay? Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. But then you like you have to whip out some sort of identification or something like that. No, I thought that they were yeah, playing clothes. Fake. <laughs> fake. I can get that at the dollar yeah. store. Yeah, where it's like full and trap. Like they stand on the corner with you and they're like, you want to do this? <laughs> hey, I'm thinking about not paying my fare. Yeah. Are you thinking about not paying your fare? What yeah. are you thinking we, about right should now? Should we do this together? Yeah. Yeah, ready on the count of yeah. three. Yeah. We both and, and you go first. You go first. <laughs> Like Stop. I don't like I don't know what the I don't know I don't know what the procedures are, but to to me that's how it played out in my head. Stop scanning the PTC, everybody. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. It's been weeks, weeks since anyone and everyone, unless you do it at home, got a haircut. Yeah, my hair is a mess. It was February 27th that I got my haircut last. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. 
I'm trying to think when mine was. I'm actually at the point now of where I'm okay with my hair. Are you? Yeah, yeah. I went through a period where it was kind of like as an in-between, but now I would say that I have long hair. <laughs> and, and I'm good with it. Yeah. I'm fine I with it I actually don't even care anymore, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. When yeah. I'm able to go back to the barbershop, I will gladly go back because I want to support the barbershop. I want to support... My guy, Julian, that cuts my hair. Yes. But Um, I figured that we would all be paying way more attention to the other stuff. Like, I think that we would all have, like, manicured beards, and none of us would, we would all be trimming down our chest hair and everything else. But I, as soon as I couldn't get a haircut, I just let everything go. Yeah, same. I'm like, I barely touch my beard. I barely touch my beard. My chest, yo, this chest? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like a bear. Are you? Good for you. (laughs) Good for you. I don't even care anymore. Whatever. Uh, So, Dammit Maury asked Dammit Matthew to cut his hair last night. But the weird thing is that Matthew only cut the sides yeah. and left the top. Well, because it takes confidence to cut the top. You can be less confident and go at the sides. And damn it, Matthew did not have any confidence. Use clippers and scissors. Oh, wow. And Maury recorded the entire interaction. Here we go. Hello, I'm standing here naked. Oh, just do it. Okay, now I'm mad. No, it's fine. No. Okay, what am I doing? It's me wearing a hat. Why do I have to wear a hat? Because... Just cut here. No, I need like a frame, we call it, like a reference point thing. You can just get in the shower with me. I'm not getting... Don't even go there with this, please. Okay, now I see where it needs to be cut. Now I'm wearing a baseball cap in the shower. Okay, great. Hello? What? Oh, that is gross. You're doing it from a distance. Yeah. Oh. He, just, he farted. Naked? Yes. Can you pause for one second? Sure. I, I, Matthew's reaction to Maury saying, I'm naked in the shower, and then Maury says, come in here with me. And Matthew's reaction was like, there is no, like so just put off and revolted by the idea of getting into a shower with Maury naked. <laughs> like, it also didn't help that he just let one rip right in front of him. <laughs> No, he's eating your hair, Maury. Well, tell him to get out. No, it's he. <laughs> the dog comes in, starts eating the hair. Can you move your head? Oh, I don't even know if I'm doing this right. Well, can you tell me what it is that you're trying to do? Take off hair. <laughs> Have you ever done this before? Yes, all the time. <laughs> Hello, are you moving your head or not? No, stand like this. Damn. There's only one way to stand. Are you done? Are you done? I think so. I don't really know. Like, Let me see. No, you can't walk anywhere. There's hair everywhere. I have to look in the mirror. Can I look in the Boy, mirror? There's so much hair. <laughs> this is really hard to do. Can you hold your ear? Why am I holding my ear? Hold the flap down. <laughs> I mean, at this point, do you have to be... What? Does it have to be like, what do you call it, symmetrical? (laughs) Well, I'm not touching the top. No, I want to be able to make a man bun. Oh, as if you think. (laughs) Not in this house. What are you, Rob Weston? Oh. Does he have a man bun? He doesn't have a man bun. I thought he has long hair. He does have long hair. He's never put in a man bun. So, Damon Mori, please join us real quick. Wow. Because I need to assess the situation. Uh, Yeah. That is your brand new haircut. Are you happy with it? So, did he leave the back? He left the yeah, the back. He just cut the the neck hair. Yeah, and, and then the, the sides. sides. Yeah, why would he cut the, the back? 
What's that? Why wouldn't you cut the... I told him not to because I wanted it sort of flowing. I love the feeling of the wind in my hair. Oh, right. like a mullet. Yeah. And I love how he draw, like brought you into this. You still look like Sean Astin from The Goonies. Like you look like <laughs> you're, you're, like it's like your hair is uh, feathered. It's like <laughs> it really is. Did you shampoo it? Oh yeah, and I have this new thing I bought. It's like a bar of soap that you rub and lather into your hair. Yeah, it didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Rebecca, it's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Great. So, Rebecca, you wrote us this, Raza Mocha Fix My Life. So, my husband and I bought our first home. It's a townhouse. Congratulations about that, by the way. Uh, about a year ago, and everything is great except our neighbor, which is attached on the right side. When my husband and I are watching TV, she starts banging on the wall. Uh, we don't get why, as the volume isn't crazy high, and we don't have a surround system yet. Ooh. Uh, we have a home gym in the basement and my husband and I play music to keep us motivated. And again, we can hear banging on the walls upstairs. It's frustrating because we have spoken to our other neighbor who's attached to the other side of the house um, who have three young children and we vaguely hear them and they have expressed that they never hear us, whether you're at home, the music or the television. Uh, both your husband and you have confronted your neighbor about it, the one who complains and uh, if asking if you're a bit too loud. And she simply says that she does not do confrontation Weird. and that uh, we're just so, we're just too loud. And this has been ongoing off and on for months. Uh, what do we do? Yep. <laughs> uh, living close quarters like that in any city is something that everybody kind of has to come to terms with. I find it odd though that you never hear your other neighbors that have three kids yeah. and, and yet the neighbor on the other side of you hears everything. I'm wondering if it may have something to do with the way that the house was built. Probably. It's just it's just so crazy. Like we're sitting and we're having a good time and then all of a sudden it's just like a really, really loud noise of banging and we're like, we're not doing anything crazy. It's just- See, and I find that even more rude to be banging yeah. on the wall like that. Yeah. To oh, be yeah. like, hey, keep it down. Now, do you ever hear Classic that person? move though. Classic move. I know. <laughs> Do you ever hear that person and like her family or is she like solo? She is solo. She doesn't live with anyone. She's by herself. She's actually, she works shifts. Uh Uh, She's one of, she's, I think she's a cop. And so like we rarely see her. So we rarely know when she's at home. Oh, she's a, she's a cop. Yes. Well, she just arrests you for being too loud then. I was thinking, (laughs) yeah, interesting that she's, that she's a cop. Um, she may just be the type of person that hears everything and that yeah. she's really, really just sensitive to all noises. I find it odd, though, that you approached your neighbor who is a cop and asked them to sort it out. And she, as a cop, said, I don't do confrontation. Yeah. 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 Part of your job is so dealing with too. confrontation. Part of your yeah, job is, is being able to sort out these things without having to go to the police, right? Or yeah. without having to bring in any sort of authority that you just sort it out as grownups and you sort it out as neighbors. Now, when was the last time you guys had a conversation? Oh, um, I don't know, like a couple of months ago. Like I said, we barely see her. And like the only time we're able to catch her is when she's out throwing out the garbage. So it's like really hard to even try to talk to her. Uh Uh, The last time she knocked on. Say hi or anything? Whenever we do see her, like we try to be nice and everything, but like it's, it's really hard. The last time she like banged on the wall, we did try to go to her door to talk to her at that moment about the situation, but she didn't even answer the door. So we're just like, well, what do we do? Yeah, I, th- I think you're just, 
just dealing with a with a complainer at this point. Like if somebody doesn't want to have a conversation with you, I don't know what you can do. Yeah. Like if you had a plan to sort of go and be civil and, you know, and grown up and have a neighbor to neighbor conversation because you're all in this together. Maybe, you know, you guys can work something out or, you know, even to just like do a test. Like, hey, what if we put the speaker over here? Can you still hear? Because we can hear it fine in the house, but maybe it's just like we're the speaker's position that it's just like shooting through some sort of uninsulated part of the wall or who knows? Like you guys can, there's a lot of things that you can do to try and work this out. But if you have a neighbor who is unwilling to work with you, then I don't know what the solution is other than to just try and ignore it. Okay. If she's not willing to talk, then there's nothing else you can do. Like you've tried everything so far, according to what you've told us. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you and you can also you can write a note. You know, yeah. you can write you can write a note and just sort of leave it in her box or leave it on her door and say, you know, hey, listen, we really want to work with you through this. You know, we understand music is a problem, but on our end, it's really not that loud. So I'm wondering if we can come up with some sort of way to figure out if we can make the situation, you know, good and solid and comfortable for everybody involved. You know, please shoot us a text. You know, when you're home, you know, we, you know, we're all in this together and we're all living together and you know, living in a city, you got to live on top of one another. And we don't want anybody to be uncomfortable and we don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. Can I just say something though? Yeah. I don't know, for me at least, Yeah. I wouldn't trust giving that neighbor my phone number. Well, they know where you live. No, exactly. <clears throat> I Because the slightest bit of noise, you don't want to get bombarded with texts. I would rather right? that. I would rather that, to be honest I with you, than banging on the wall. either Or knocking on the door. You know what I mean? So you can yeah. have that face-to-face. Because it's one thing to text somebody how you feel Mm -hmm. in that moment of rage Mm -hmm. as it is. I find that it might be a little better for everybody involved to to be face-to-face. Here's why I say texting is the way to go because it forces that person to articulate their irrational rage. You can bang on the wall all you want, but if you say, instead of banging on the wall, shoot me a text, it forces them to write something. And it forces them to sort of examine, is this really just me sort of going off here? Or is this a real issue? And I would much rather that. I would much rather put them in a position of where they have to articulate being super irrational rather than thinking that banging on the wall works. And then Rebecca, you and your husband could be like super petty and just reply with, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works too. Right? If she don't want to be rational with you guys, you don't have to be rational with her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was great, though. I really appreciate it. You haven't really... Well, try the, the texting thing. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah. Put them in a position to have to say words. Yeah. 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 Make them communicate. And then tell her if she still doesn't like it, call the cops. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Thank you, Rebecca. Awesome, thanks, guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So it's going to be pretty humid over the next couple of days. Which means people are going to be spending time uh, outdoors again. And one of the questions that came up, because we know that places like parks are open, but you got to maintain your social distance, right? Mm-hmm. You can be outside. Just maintain that social distance. But what about beaches? Because I was reading this on BlogTO's site, which the answer to whether or not beaches are open to the public, yes, they are. But in the same way that parks are open, where you have to maintain that social distance. You, can't, you shouldn't be going into the water because they don't have lifeguards out there. Mm-hmm. So they're advising on not getting into the water. Maybe you can walk and like dip your toes. Mm-hmm. A little cooling action. 
but you still can't get in, you know, like the four of us could go to the beach and hang out if we wanted to. Right. You, me, Dan and Warren, Chef. By the way. Right? Yeah. We Share can't invite, we can't invite, <laughs> uh, we can probably invite like one more person right. to join, but we yeah. can't invite anybody else. Right. Where does all this go down? Because I'm looking at, like, I see that Ontario just extended the status of the province until the end of June. So no restaurants, no anything else, right? Yeah. Like we all have to sort of still do our part. But there's two things going on right now. There's like everybody who is still hardcore social distancing and sports that can't have any fans and everything else. Yeah. And then you mix that and with the protests. Yeah. The peaceful pro, the gatherings where there's tens of thousands of people like hand in hand and arm in arm and shoulder to shoulder yeah. and I don't it's, it's wild to me like what's gonna happen what's gonna happen as a result of this yeah I can tell and, you what's gonna is, happen is anything gonna happen yes absolutely I think yeah. and I'm not saying don't do that I'm just no, saying no, 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 it's no, no, it's no. like it's an it's it's I've never the extremes of situations right now I've never seen anything like this before where you have the extreme of you were just talking about how the four of us could go to a beach, no problem, mm -hmm. but we can't invite two more friends. At all. Right? No. But then you have the need for, you know, voices and protesting and everything else and mass gatherings because that's the only way that those things work where it's impossible to social distance. But I don't even think anybody cares about social distancing during those. That's the last thing on people's minds It right is now. the last thing because on people's mission, minds. The mission is something completely different. Yeah. Now, right? Yeah. And, and I don't see like Dr. Fauci on TV talking to the protesters. And I'm not saying don't do it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just like, it's frightening to me. Yeah. Because this is, you saw pictures of 200 drunk teenagers at a pool over a couple of weeks ago that led to an outbreak mm -hmm. of COVID-19, right? And now you see thousands of people. Thousands all over, in the streets, all over. All over America. Yeah. Right? It happened here in Canada as well, in Vancouver, Toronto, uh, Montreal, where not everybody was wearing protective gear. Not everyone had like any type of face shield yeah. or gloves or anything yeah. at all, right? Yeah, so I don't know. I've never seen anything like this. Yeah, so it'll be yeah. interesting to see over the next couple of weeks, over the next couple of months, yeah. what the result of what's happening now will be. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Oh, hey, Maury, uh, did they, do they have a name for that new Law & Order spinoff show yet or no? Because they, they fired a guy. So Dick Wolf... Who's Dick Wolf? Explain to people who Dick Wolf is. Dick Wolf is the executive producer and creator of all of the Law & Order shows. They fired him? No. no so no. I guess there was a guy named Greg Gore, uh -huh. who was a writer who worked on SWAT. He worked on Chicago PD. Um, and he was working on the new Law & Order show with, what's that guy's name? Christopher Maloney. Christopher Maloney. Elliot Stabler. <laughs> yeah, Stabler. And I guess he had some old post or new post. I don't even know what this was, where he was, um, he put a picture of himself up holding a weapon. And then in the caption, he wrote uh, curfew. And then he wrote light MFers up who are trying to F with my property. With regards what? to the protests taking place in Los Angeles. So this was a guy who was writing the new Law & Order show. Whoa. Who wrote this? Can't be doing that. Right? And then uh, and then Dick Wolf fired him. And then Ice-T said something, too, on Twitter. Ice-T commented on him. Oh, did he Because really? he's on Law & Order, right? Yeah. 
So yeah, so they they just lost. Uh, Dick Wolf just fired his writer, but there's like zero tolerance right now, man. Yeah, and you know, Lee Michelle got fired from her gig as uh, the spokesperson for that food delivery company. They Hello fired Fresh. this guy, Hello Fresh. Like, there's like there's no messing around right now. Yeah. There's no man. There shouldn't be. And there shouldn't be any messing around right now. But uh, that show is uh, I don't know, man. When were they supposed to start that show? Do we know? Well, here's the thing: is that all these shows are like there probably won't be new television as far as like the regular sort of fall season. Yeah. There probably won't be new television until maybe November. As oh, far as year. as far as when the shows oh, will when man. the shows will debut. But this this is the question though with new shows is that when you have everything is so backed up. So shows can't go into production yet. Mm-hmm. So fall premieres aren't going to happen, which affects Emmys. And then you look at the movie side, which is if theaters start opening, they're going to open at like 30 to 40% capacity. And then you have, do you have studios who want to release movies with a potential audience of only 30 to 40%? The answer to that is no. And then what does that do for qualifying for the Golden Globes and the Academy Awards? So it's not, so so it's not necessarily what happens with stuff from this year. It's what happens the next year. Like, at what point do they say reset and now we're going to start back at normal? Because if they push everything, there's a chance that maybe next, that maybe 2021 Academy Awards won't happen until May or June to get the amount of movies in that were released. And then what happens to the year after that? Here's Does what that I think also is become happen. May and June? Or do they then pick a day where they're like, everything now is reset and we're going to go back to our actual dates because it's hard to go back to the normal schedule once everything is pushed. I think that they're going to bypass 2021 completely with all the awards. And they're going to jump right back, hit reset for 2022 and say, we will also include these titles or everything eligible from 2020 and 2021. Well, there's going to be awards for the movies that came out this year. You think so? Oh, still? absolutely. Because then yeah. what happens in 2022? Because then, then what happens? 20 nominations? Yeah, because yeah. That, then what happens, right? Like it's just, you it's have everyone such competing a, against is, everyone for two years with the content. Yeah, man, it's such a mess right now. And it, and it has the potential to mess. And you look at sports, right? So yeah. let's say, let's say that baseball comes back or whatever comes back. Let's yeah. say baseball starts or NBA comes back. They don't finish that season until November. When does the new season start? I think the proposed date was like Christmas. Okay, but when so does it end? Like, but do you get a full season or is, or is the following season then a short season? I would say they start in December and then play until end of what traditional regular season is. So, so there's two so seasons shortened, then that, so are, that, are short, season. that are shortened seasons. A second shortened season. Yeah, yeah. yeah which is, so then you're looking at a full year from now before they can hit reset. <sighs> Damn, Rona. Yeah. What you doing I know, us? I know. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Allie, it's Roz and Mocha. Hey. Uh, I can't believe it's been almost a full year that we had you on Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. I know. So, Allie, originally you wrote us this. Uh, six years ago, I hooked up with my best friend twice, and then it never happened again. He then unexpectedly moved out of the city and started a new life and a new relationship and a new job. Uh, about two years ago, he messaged you out of the blue, and after that, for the last two years, you've talked on and off, and you told him uh, how you felt. Uh, he told you that he loved you and that things would change and that things haven't changed, even though he kept promising 
promising that they would, so on and so forth. So the advice that we had was that he was sort of jerking you around, right? And that you were yeah. you, you were to do like a sort of clean break with him. And even though you guys were friends and you loved him, it just didn't seem like it was a good, healthy thing for you to pursue, correct? Yeah. So what happened? So everything was good. Like, I, um, we actually started talking more. Oh, so you didn't do the clean break. No, I didn't. It was just stupid because eventually he ended up starting living with me. He started living and, with um, you? Yeah, he was living with me. Like as your boyfriend? Um. Well, like, it was like a no-label type of thing. Uh. Like, every time we would come out... Like, people would be like, oh, you guys are so cute together. And he'd be like, yeah, it's, like, not like that. Oh, were you, like, were you, he were you was the one to say it. It was me to say it because he just looked uncomfortable. Okay, but, Allie, were you guys sleeping in the same bed? Yeah. Were you having sex? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So he was your boyfriend, and you were his girlfriend. Well, that's what I was in, like, I was under the impression that that's what it was. You were living but, together. <laughs> like, yeah, and that's what I said to him, and he was using my car, and stuff like that and we were doing like family things with my son and going camping and so you're a family yeah kind of <laughs> yeah. kind of no not kind of you were a family okay so what happened then so um when we went camping in the summer i saw things that i didn't like on his phone like what uh well so he was texting his ex-girlfriend um, but it was like not something that you would text your ex-girlfriend. It was like, well, like, I love you and I'm so happy to spend my life with you and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, weird. So I brought it up and I confronted him and he just told me like all kinds of stuff. And at the time I believed it. And then what did he tell you though? What do you mean? All kinds of just, stuff. Just like, oh, it's not like that. I just have to please her. So she doesn't, cause all my stuff is at her house and I don't want her to trash my stuff and all this stuff. So I was like, okay, whatever. But then, like, it just started to get too out of hand. And then there was more that I didn't like that I was seeing, like, just the way that he was talking to her and things that he was doing. Like, he would go missing for, like, days and not text me or, like, try and get a hold of me. So it was just, like, super weird. And you still kept him around? So, no, eventually, after I, like, tried texting him and getting a hold of him, which was around, everything was good until about Christmas time. Mm -hmm. And then he was supposed to spend Christmas with me and my son. And I had, like, I didn't hear from him. So then I looked on his Instagram and I saw a date with a heart in it and ended up finding out he had a girlfriend. Oh, God. All while he was dating you. Yeah. And it was that, that other girl that he was texting. No, it was, it's a new girl. <laughs> another new girl. another girl? Okay. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. So when, okay, when he would go missing for a few days and eventually came back home to the home that you guys shared, what was his answer to why he was missing and where he was? Oh, he was at his grandma's place. He was at every family of he had known's place. Like, he was everywhere. He was working. He was doing this. And I was like, okay, that's fine. But, like, you can still text me. And plus, all your stuff is at my house, too, right? So it was kind of, like, weird. Okay. But also, then I found out that he was, like, doing drugs, too. So, Oh, my God. What kind of drugs yeah, was he doing? He was doing, like... Uh, pills, like, um, 
perks, I yeah, think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is wow. he still is he still doing those? I honestly I'm not sure. Okay, I then, the, then the answer the answer yeah then the answer is yes. So at what yeah. point, Allie, did you just like officially end it with him? Um after when I saw the Instagram his Instagram bio and I confronted him, I ended up dropping all his stuff off at his front door and I said bye okay so the advice now instead of us giving you advice we need you to give others advice so if there's any other person in a situation like this where you're in a toxic relationship where you're being used there's no definitive line as to where casual ends and formal begins and somebody's possibly screwing around on you and they're lying to you and they're disappearing but yet you keep coming back and you keep hoping for the best and you keep trying tell people right now what headspace they need to be into to finally end it. Honestly, you just need to know your worth. Because at one point, it was like I just felt like uh, I was settling, honestly, because I just, I had so much with him and, and our relationship was so good over the years and everything. And then once you realize that you're better than what you're being dealt, you don't need to really continue on with it because it's it's just putting you in a worse spot like obviously after a while i got over it but sure it was tough and stop and stop obsessing people tend to especially women i would say more so than men stop obsessing about the investment stop saying oh my god but i've invested so much time into this stop with that already yeah okay yeah. end it and more importantly Allie, how's your kid throughout all this um he's good yeah. i mean he was a little upset because he, I mean, he did really look up to him, and they did spend a lot of time together, and especially a lot of time together alone without me. Mm. Um, so it was definitely, like, hard on him. Um, but I think he has a little resentment, too, towards him because he has made some comments. <laughs> but, um, I mean, he's doing well throughout it all. I mean, I think he was just upset more when he saw me upset. Yeah. Um, but he's pretty much gotten over it, too. I, I, I think deep down it still will bother him a little bit because I'm sure he feels a little bit abandoned by him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than tough. that, he's great. Well, thanks for checking back in, Allie. We appreciate it. Thanks. No problem. Take care. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz. Yeah. I got a bone to pick with you. What I do? Your road in Acton is a mess. What do you mean? <gasps> Why are you not taking care of it? Why are you not cutting the grass and picking up the garbage? <laughs> Hold on, stop, stop, like, stop, stop, on. stop, stop, stop. Okay, what's your name? My name's Steve. Steve, I are am, you from I'm, Acton? I am. Okay, for anybody who doesn't know where Steve lives in Acton is the same place Roz was born and raised. No, I was raised. Sorry, raised. You were born yeah. in Montreal. Yeah, I was raised in Acton. Raised in Acton. And because I'm the most famous person ever come out of that town. <laughs> uh, they honored me. They honored me years ago with a street sign, but it's not like a it's not like a street. It was the alley uh, that ran behind the beer store and the Tim Hortons, right? Yeah. And uh, and there was a big unveiling. But you're saying what my alley's they a mess? A, they threw a parade and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the grass is knee high. There's garbage like it's a mess rod come on whose job is it to take care of that it's your road man it's not mine it's got your name on it and when my mom always said if your name's on it it's yours okay hold on here wait a minute but like 
let's say, for example, Commander Hatfield, the astronaut, he's got a name, a street yeah. named after him. I don't think he's out there on that street in Milton, Ontario, cleaning it up and cutting the grass. Mm. Mike Myers, a.k.a. Austin Powers, has his own street name in but, Scarborough. But yeah. He is, but, but Hatfield has been out there participating in roadside cleanup. Oh, stop oh, wow, it. That I didn't okay. know. Okay, there's a Martin Luther King <laughs> Boulevard in every city in America, and his, like, grandchildren aren't out there having to maintain it. People maintain it because they take pride. That's why. It's acting. We are the best little town in Ontario. We are the most dedicated, most Canadian pride town then in Then mow my Canada. lawn, man. <laughs> so cut your grass, man. You come down and do it, and I will personally come over there and help you. Maybe we need to solicit the mayor to set up security cameras. Security cameras? No, yeah. no, so I refuse. Make sure. No, Why I not? refuse. Because no, I, that, listen, that, that way we can I keep wanted, an eye. We can keep no, an eye. No, 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 no. Let me tell you something. A okay? couple of Nest cams? No, 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 no. When yeah. they when they gave when they put my name on that alley, yeah. I wanted that to be for a place that uh, senior kids in high school could go and make out without getting caught. <laughs> okay. By the grass. And as soon as I, as soon as I start installing security cameras, I've failed those people, those young people who no longer have a safe space. <laughs> uh, privacy is paramount on my alley. Okay, that is that is yeah. priority number one. Uh, I don't condone underage drinking. No, but it is acting. Uh, <laughs> Steve knows. Steve knows. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, listen. Yeah, man, I, just, I, grew, I grew up in Milton all my life, but I always used to make fun of acting. Yeah, I can. I, everybody used to make fun there. of acting, man. Okay. I grew. That's how I grew up. But that's why I'm so hard. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's what they always say. The toughest people live in acting because we take, you know, we're acting people are like Leaf fans. Yeah, man. I tell you, I walk in here every day. Mocha's like, God, you are tough. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> every single day. Every day. For the past almost 11 years now. <laughs> so, Steve, so, what are you going to do about this problem? I'm going to help you cut it. Do you think that I'm going to, like, I want people taking pictures of me handling litter? <laughs> wow See, that's what happens when you leave acting You get spoon fed Oh, shut <laughs> No, I'm kidding I will do whatever it takes If uh, if there's a bill that needs to be paid to maintain I will I will pay that bill happily If there's anything, uh, if anybody wants to Sort of do some freelance work, go down, plant some flowers uh, Do whatever you want to do Just hit me up, let me know what the process is and, uh, Put and a gate and put a toll booth A gate? Oh. How? How, you want me to? Okay, hold on. How elitist do you think I am? You want me to put a gate and security cameras on an alley? Hey, you Bro. said security cameras. I said nothing of that. Okay, no, we're not gating my alley. Okay, it's a one of a kind. We gotta, you know, okay. we gotta if keep the one of a kind. If, you, if you're an, if you're an acting, grab a weed whacker. Uh, that's a tool that you cut grass with, Maury. Okay. It's not a beard, beard trimmer. No, grab a, grab a weed whacker and just go down and tidy up my lane, okay, please? Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Not a problem, guys. Have a great day. Stay safe. Yeah, man. Uh, Maury, can you get the mayor on the phone? Actually, the mayor of Acton. Rick Bonet? Yeah. Rick Bonet. Bonet. Yeah. Can you get him on the phone, please? Like, we'll play like a song and then we'll come back and we'll get him on the phone. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. All right, so developing story here on the Razamoka show. Right, yeah. So my alley in Acton is a mess, apparently. Does the mayor on the phone, Rick Bonet? Yeah. 
Uh, Steve called us and said, hey, Roz, I live in Acton as well, where uh, you grew up and where there is a street named after you. Yeah, it's, it's an a, alley that connects the, the beer store and the uh, Tim Hortons and said it, it's a mess. It's littered. Nobody cut the grass. It's like really in bad shape. Right. And people are expecting me to take care of this. <laughs> that's that's, that's not how it works when you're <laughs> when you're famous and they name a street after you. Acton Mayor Rick Bonet. Welcome back to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you? Hey, good. How are you guys doing? Real great. Uh, we just got a we got a call. Somebody saying that uh, my alley's a, a mess and it needs to be mowed and there's trash and stuff like that. And he came down real hard on me, uh, blaming me for the state of my alley. No, I can't. I can't believe that. <laughs> but, <laughs> I just can't believe. But you know, you do have an alley right between a beer store and uh, Tim Hortons. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, I just drove down there uh, last week, and I was about 30 cents richer. <laughs> <laughs> but, Mayor, uh, is anybody in Acton, like, are they taking care? They're obviously not taking care of it now, but um, is it, like, a part of the regular weekly or monthly maintenance kind of routine that you are to keep Ros Weston Lane clean? Yeah, uh, it's, i, I got to be honest, it's one of the last place to get done because oh. it's a lane. Way to make uh, a fella feel honest, special, Mayor. You got a, an alley named after you. I mean, yeah, but it, it is, uh, I'll get after Public Works, but like I said, if you got a lawnmower and you came down, you're welcome to... Uh, why, is every, why is everybody putting this on me, <laughs> you know, man? Mayor, the, the guy that we talked to who lives in Acton, Mayor, his name's Steve, he actually made the exact same suggestion okay. and said, hey, Roz, why don't you bring your lawnmower down and take care of this? Right, but Chris Hadfield isn't asked to go and mow the boulevard on his road. Well, well, he's up in space half the time. He get back. <laughs> Yeah, but what has he done lately? I'll tell you, on a daily basis, I got far more responsibility in my life than Chris Hadfield does. I guarantee you I'm busier than him. Maury, get Hadfield on the phone. See if he's got a mower. He can do mine when he's doing his. <laughs> Stop it. I, listen, I will, if I need to hire privately, I will. Okay, I'm just going to tell you that right now. Uh, I don't think that's necessary. We can look after it for you. Okay, but I will. I'm sure there's a, but, uh, I'm sure there, there, I'm sure there's a kid going to act in high right now that would, could use a couple bucks. Well, there, there's a few of them because not too many students have got hired this summer, unfortunately. No. Well, hold on. I'm not talking about hiring a fleet of people, okay? <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's got enough for one kid. Okay, yeah, I got enough for one kid, gas not included. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you know, here's something else. You know, Ross, uh, yeah. there's a lot of chicken farms outside of Acton, and the chickens still talk about you. They go cheap, cheap, cheap. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ah, Rick Mayor of Acton, thanks very much for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show. You guys have a great day. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Time to check in once again uh, with Mayor John Tory on the Raza Mocha Show. How you doing, Mayor? I'm good. Is that it, it, that's not the dream daddy speaking, though, is it? <laughs> Stop it, <laughs> dude! Wow, I'm Mayor. This today, man, it was a cold weekend. I'm just like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, in more ways than one. Yeah, tell me about it. How are you doing? How's the city? You know what? Um, The city is good, but um, I think we came through something on the weekend that was very, very important, and I think we came through it in that Toronto way where a lot of people were out, um, you know, uh, demonstrating some of their... Some of their hurt and some of their emotional fatigue with uh, some issues that we face here. We, we can't look uh, totally smugly at the U.S. and just say, well, it all just happens there. 
stuff happens there that's just horrifying and beyond, you know, what we can comprehend. But uh, we had a big peaceful protest here, which um, I think is something that is a good thing because it was peaceful. Um, but, uh, you know, so I think the city is feeling better about itself in, in the health way, slowly but surely. But on the other side, there are some real concerns out there that, uh, you know, that we're seeing uh, people are saying, you know, keep addressing them. And that's what we're really trying to do. But so, so I would just say the city's fine. But, you know, there's always something that's uh, going on that requires our, you know, increased attention. And that would be that would be one here. People want to know that they're heard. Yeah. And, and you know, I think that they are. I mean, I, there's no question in my mind when you saw the police chief, you saw me, you saw uh, other people in, in the community sort of saying that the message of people being hurt and being emotionally fatigued and being um, impatient with the pace at which we're dealing with even some of these uh, racism issues here in Canada. Because, you know, there's always this assumption that somehow in Canada we've got this all right. And we have it better. We do it better. I mean, our policing, uh, I think, is done in a more sensitive way. Uh, and, 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 you know, they have a tough job to do. And we've tried to really provide them with a lot of extra training to be sensitive to uh, issues like race and mental health. But we still have some distance to go on that or even just on how, uh, you know, I've had, I'll tell you a story. I mean, the police chief has told me, and, and our police chief, as you know, Mark Saunders, is, uh, is a black Canadian. And he has told me he walks into stores he walks into stores when he's in plain clothes on a weekend and he will see people sort of fall in behind and kind of follow him around the store. And he just says, you know, that tells you something. And they don't know he's the police chief, but he's the police chief, for goodness sake. And so these are the kinds of things that, you know, we've got to come to grips with here. And, and we're, I think we're working away at it. I mean, Toronto, as you guys may know, maybe not, we have the first anti-black racism unit inside our city government of any place in North America. And that's a place exclusively devoted to saying, all right, what are we going to do with regard to jobs and places of employment and just generally, you know, how, how we can try to come to grips with an issue that still exists here, even though we're doing it better uh, than what we see uh, going on in the U.S. So, uh, you know, I, I, that's all we can do is do better and try our best. And I think the message that came from the protest is, you know, keep at it and do even better. And, um, you know, we don't have this issue behind us by any means. And I certainly concur in that. The raising of the pride flag is usually the beginning of what then ends with one hell of a party. Um, and that doesn't happen this month. So what uh, what's going on today with the raising of the pride flag? Because obviously people can't come down and show up. So what's the plan? Well, I will be going out with uh, Councillor Kristen Wong-Tam and two people from Pride. So that keeps it within the five-person uh, you know limit that's on in terms of gatherings. And you know, while I can sound discouraged about that, because it's like four people standing by ourselves on the podium at City Hall, while yeah. normally there's hundreds of people there, and it is the beginning of a big celebration, I'll mark it that way anyway and say, well, look, it is the beginning of a big celebration. It's going to be a lot different. Even the flag raising itself will be carried sort of online as opposed to it being a big uh, in-person event on a nice day. Um, but we'll just have to do with, you know, with what we got. And uh, so we'll be commenting today on the importance of Pride as a great celebration of, of human rights and, and so on. But I'll be commenting on the fact that it is also a reminder of the fact that even with our LGBTQ uh, friends, that, you know, our allies and friends, that we've got a lot of work to do there, too in terms of acts of violence against them and, and acts of discrimination, but we've come a long, long way there. Mm -hmm. Just this year, there just won't be the same party. It's going to be kind of an online party. And it sounds like fun, by the way, guys. I mean, I, I've seen some of the events that I'm going to be taking part in, like a drag bingo and, you know, a virtual parade. And I'm not sure how it's all going to work, but it just sounds like fun. And so I just hope people will be able to substitute what is normally the biggest and best uh, celebration in the whole city, the best party going, and, and to have some fun online for... Uh, you know, for a change. Love it. Uh, Mayor John Tory on the Razamoka show. How do you think things went at Trinity Bellwoods Park with the new circles? Well, they went well because you and your
your you and your friends uh, decided to stay home this weekend because it was cool or cooler yeah. weather. I, 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 look, it, it went better. I think the weather helped a lot. I think the message kind of helped a lot, and the circles probably helped a bit. Um, but in the end, you know, I think what happened there was partying got carried away. You know, in all seriousness, I mean, I was I was there as you know, and and uh, saw people carrying in you know cases of beer, and <laughs> I, I'm not hung up. About, seriously, I did. I'm not hung up about people having. Uh, a beer or a glass of wine in the park. I'm really not. But when you start carrying cases, cases <laughs> plural of beer, and I mean, you're saying to yourself, like, this is not some ordinary gathering in the park. So look, uh, we live and we learn. Yeah. And uh, I think that uh, that kind of thing we'll probably see not happen as much because it just represents a chance to spread the virus, which none of us want to see happen. So um, good for people uh, on the weekend and good for the circles doing their job. And, you know, we'll see where we go from here. Yeah, but do you think that extra crowd that didn't show up <laughs> to Trinity Bellwoods this week that were there last Last week ended up at the premium outlets in Milton <laughs> over the weekend. Well, it's, it, it kind of looks that way, but uh, look, who knows? I mean, again, these are the kinds of things that I guess frustrate people that you got that one place open and it's a mob scene, which is not good. I mean, the mob scene, mob scenes these days, crowd scenes are not good. Even the protest, as much as I said, I welcome a peaceful protest. It was not the best in terms of people being shoulder to shoulder and spreading the virus. But, you know, I think any attempt to try to deal with that would have been uh, not, uh, not, not well placed. So, you know, we take all this one day at a time, and if people people just remember, and I know after all these weeks we've been chatting, they they don't they get bored with me. But please, just try and keep your distance from other people, and you know, hang on there for a while yet, because I think uh, you know, slowly but surely, the place is opening up, and we're getting back to a life that is not normal, but it's sort of something uh, approaching normal, and uh, more to come. And uh, if everybody sort of just follows the rules, and that includes you guys, you know, you we expect better behavior from you too. I know that's a lot to expect. <laughs> thanks, thanks, uh, Mayor John Tor. On the Razamoga show. We appreciate your time. You guys have a great week, including you, Daddy. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Stop Dream it. Daddy. Not just Daddy. <laughs> Dream Daddy. Don't, don't hit me with that today, man. Dream no, Daddy. Man. Oh, my God. Look, I, I tell you, I certainly dream about it. I can tell you that. I woke up this morning thinking, oh, my Stop God. What was that dream all about? Holy mackerel. Bye, guys. Bye. John Tory. Thanks so much. This is the Roz and Mocha show podcast. Screen time is way up. Since oh, we've yeah. all been in quarantine. The new number, they say, we're spending 19 hours a day looking at screens. Ooh. 19 hours a day. Do you want to hear the breakdown? Yeah. What do you think the most is? What screen do we spend the most looking at? I'm going to say our phones. Okay, yeah. TV. That's a screen, no? No. Yes, yeah, TV's a screen. Absolutely. <laughs> Moy looks so confused. What are you talking about? <laughs> I still say number one is going to be our phones. Okay. And I'm going to say. What's number two? Number two is going to be uh, TV. Okay, what's number three? Well, how many more screens are there? Tablet. Oh, no, computer. Computer. Ooh, hold oh, on. Man. Okay, can I change my answer? Yes. Okay, number one is phone. Number two is computer. Number three is TV. I would say. Number, I would say number three is computer. I'd say people are spending less time on the computer. It's actually the computer is number one. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay. Yeah. They say five hours and 10 minutes a day on a laptop. And what I think this is because is everybody's still working from home. Yeah. So yeah, it's, those it's Zoom, Zoom meetings. It's everything else, right? So they say it's five hours and 10 minutes a day on a laptop. Okay. Five, that makes sense. Five hours and nine minutes a day on TV, five hours and two minutes a day on your phone, oh. and then 
spend three hours and 45 minutes a day gaming. So that means people are not pulling their weight because it's supposed to be eight hours a day. What do you mean? Huh? You said five hours, right? People yeah, but, are not, aren't you supposed to be doing an eight-hour day? Yeah, but you could. But you do five hours on the laptop, and then you switch over and do five hours on your phone. Mm. It's still working. Oh, I was just trying to be tough. <laughs> yeah, great boss over there. Huh? Yeah, right? <laughs> like, so scared count, of you. Counting hours during quarantine. Like, yeah. What the hell's the matter with you? Nobody wants to work for that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, 19 hours is the new number that uh, during isolation that we're uh, spending time. The survey also found that 60% of people have uh, argued with their significant other about screen time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you guys argue about screen time? Oh my God, yes. Yeah. Well, we fight about it because we only have one oh, computer. So right, we fight. You guys only have the one computer, right? So is Matthew in the office on the computer all day? Yeah, and I'm out in on the dining room table like his employee because then he closes the door <laughs> oh, to no. the office when he's having Zoom meetings and I'm like, I really feel like I work for you. And then you just, what, bring him tea when he needs one? And a sandwich. <laughs> oh, no. You really are his assistant, huh? He asked me to do it during the Zoom meeting so it makes him look cool. Oh, bro. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So you remember when the protests were happening in Washington out in front of the White House. Yes. And the report came out that Secret Service took President Donald Trump and put him down in the bunker mm -hmm. for safety. Mm -hmm. Well, he was asked. The president was asked about this. And he's <laughs> denying that he ever went down there because he felt that his life was being threatened or for his yes. safety. Yes. Here's what the president had to say. Well, it was a false report. Uh, I wasn't down. I went down uh, during the day and I was there for a tiny little short period of time and it was much more for an inspection. There was no problem during the day. And I go down, I've gone down two or three times, all for inspection. There was never a problem. We never had a problem. No, nobody ever came close to giving us a problem. The Secret Service does an unbelievable job of, of maintaining control in the White House. Yeah, right. My, come on, man. You might as well have just said, come at me, bro. I was I was looking to see if I could find it because my best, the best tweet that I saw in response to Trump saying that he merely went down to inspect the bunker was somebody tweeted <laughs> as Trump. <laughs> no, I didn't crap my pants. I was merely inspecting to see how much crap my pants could hold. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I want to tell you a story about Pam in Toronto and why Pam needs our help. Sure. And I say our, as in not just you and I, but the community. Okay. Pam came to Canada from Guyana, mm -hmm. where my parents are from, in 1967 at the age of 16. She worked as a seamstress for Tip Top Tailors. And then in the late 90s, opened up Pam's Roti Shop. Oh, yeah? At Bloor and Ossington. And has been there since and has... Oh, I know that place. Yeah. yeah. And she's got people right around the city who love visiting yeah. and love the food there. So like many businesses and restaurants, uh, she's doing what she can to, to make money because she can't have people in the restaurants. That's right. Even helping out the community. I read that last week she donated 100 meals to frontline workers at three different hospitals. And now we know that Mayor John Tory and Doug Ford have asked landlords to give a break to tenants, whether it's a residence or mm -hmm. businesses. And then last month, there was that program that was introduced, which sees the federal and provincial government 
pay 50% of rent costs, while tenants and landlords both chip in 25% each. And then you're hearing more and more about these landlords that are not giving uh, tenants a break and are not applying for this. That's when Doug Ford was all like, drop the hammer. So then this is what Pam posted on Facebook, and it went viral. Okay. Dear loyal customers, greetings from Pam's and staff at Pam's Roti. I need your help. My landlord is threatening to close my restaurant, Pam's Roti. We were all feeling the financial burden of COVID-19 and due to takeout only uh, sales have dropped. But I know once the restrictions are lifted, sales will rise and things will be different. But my callous landlord doesn't see it as such. He is threatening to close me down because I asked him to apply for the rent subsidy of 75, 75% and I pay 25% for June's rent. Mm-hmm. His excuse is, quote, too much work to apply, mm-hmm. end quote. Though he owns an accounting firm. Mm-hmm. Instead, he threatens to close my business, Pam's Roti, and denying me my passion and love for feeding my customers. We need to let him know this is wrong. His email is henry at henrygoldberg.ca. Oh, jeez. Call him out like that. Listen, man, it's on Facebook. It's got <laughs> shares on shares on shares. Yeah, no, right? I meant her, not you. <laughs> it's on Blog TO. Yeah, man. It's on like all sorts of you gotta websites do what you gotta right do. now. You got to do what you got to do. And the response for Pam and her, her roti shop has just been incredible. She's got everybody throwing support. And Pam is just like one story of many in the entire city where the landlords are... Not looking at the business the way the people who run these businesses are. Yeah, they have, everybody has a choice, right? And especially for somebody like Pam, you know, who she does not have the choices that landlords do. It is very easy for a landlord to just shut down her place and have somebody move in. Yeah. Right? It's why, no places aren't going to be sitting empty in this city. Right, everybody's clamoring to get in somewhere, and they will probably pay more than what Pam is paying. Yep. So you know, so is it inconvenient for the landlord? Yeah, but his because his point of view is, why am I going to do one second more work to just not make more money? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put work into this to make less money. No, but this is the problem with this is that yeah, you have to do that, mm-hmm. right? Because that's your responsibility. And that's what we're all supposed to do right now. So what does she want? What can we do? So you can email Henry, henry at henrygoldberg.ca. Uh, Pam also in her Facebook post said that she has written to Mayor John Tory and also to Premier Doug Ford. So you can write to all three if you want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, Pam is just one of many stories. But Henry, if you're listening, please give Pam a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anybody knows Henry... Maybe let him know that uh, we are also asking that you give Pam a break. Just do it. Because it's the right thing to do. Yes. Right? We're all in this together. We're always being told to, during COVID-19, during everything that's going on in the world, Mm -hmm. uh, the one thing that we have to do is just take care of each other. So, Henry, please take care of Pam. We all have to do the things, right? We all have to do the right things. Pam's doing the things. Yeah. You know, everybody, all her customers are doing the things. She's doing extra things by giving away free meals, but it only works if everybody does the things. Yes. So, Henry, just do the right thing. Yes. Please. Love Pam. Love her customers. Love Roz and Mocha. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
uh, Rudy is trending. Rudy. Yeah. And uh, it's because Rudy Giuliani was on with Pierce Morgan this morning on his breakfast show in the UK. And it's interesting when two people clash and those two people are individuals that most people love to hate. It really forces you to pick a side. Ah. So you got Rudy Giuliani and you got Pierce Morgan and Pierce is actually really good on that show. I like Pierce a lot on that show, especially during all of this. He's and uh, he's really turned on on Trump, but we know Giuliani is the sort of mouthpiece for all things Donald Trump, which really sucks because a lot of people, you know, respected him after 9-11 and, and the kind of leader he became but he's just gone so far down this rabbit hole but you have to listen to this fight between Rudy Giuliani and Pierce Morgan. Rudy, I'm sorry but you, was over as far as I'm you sound completely barking mad do you know that? <laughs> no I don't you've you lost the plot like a big you've liar. lost the plot and it's sad to see you, 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 you're the one who got thrown off the television here because yeah. you had ratings that were about two. Yeah. So don't tell me I've lost anything. <laughs> you keep going, Rudy. I know what happened to your show, Pierce. Yeah. And I remember the mistakes you made. I remember. I remember how you up. Yeah, but I remember. So don't give me that stuff. I know who you are. Well, we'd like you to apologize. You can say anything you want about me. We'd like to apologize but for the language you just used. president, and you are helping to create violence in this country with the way you're covering this. When I used to interview you, when I used to interview you, you were an intelligent, reasonable man, and you've gone completely mad, and you sound <laughs> no, deranged. I, you're abusive, and it's really, it's really narrative. sad to see what's happened to you. It's really, it was really sad to see the way your career imploded in the United States. <laughs> yeah. If you think I have any respect for you after this, well, maybe you don't care. Well, but okay. everyone in America knows That's you're gross. a failed journalist. Really? So well, you know what? This feels like it's turned into a personal argument. You know what, Rudy? You two, and I'm not sure. You know what, Rudy? I had the I had the stomach to stand up and say that your gun culture is completely out of control and unacceptable. And people like you kept telling me, "Don't be ridiculous. We're entitled to go on shooting each other all day long." I will stand by what I did. Quote for me about your stupid comment. Okay. Yeah, I didn't quote that. All right. I, I was nice you. enough to keep my mouth shut about you because I liked you. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? You've come on here. But you you've you been, were thrown out of your job. You've yeah. come on here. You've been rude and abusive. You sound unhinged. I haven't been rude. You've been you using profanity. And you were somebody I, I used to admire, Rudy. Tell me you were somebody I used to I admire. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani, thanks very much indeed. What profanity did I use? Yeah, they're going in. What profanity did I use? Well, I don't think we can repeat it, unfortunately. (laughs) Yes, David. I didn't use any profanity. (laughs) Okay, so what words did you use that we misheard Uh, in the studio? You tell me the profanity I used. Tell me that, that's exactly what you do to President Trump. <laughs> oh! Uh, Rudy Giuliani, thank you very much. Oh! <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. On Jimmy Kimmel last night, Shaquille O'Neal stopped by to have a conversation about what uh, his thoughts and feelings were with regards to the uh, protests. I'm 48 years old. I've seen... You know, outbreaks and riots before. This is the first time I think the country is doing it all at the same time. Never seen it in more than one city. It's just that, just that, you know, we're tired. You know, when I say we're, it's just, you know, people that are standing up for people, especially the young African Americans, they're just tired. They want, they want equality, that they want justice. And I understand. Uh, Jamie Foxx in San Francisco singing for protesters at a rally. No weapons. 
He's got a great voice, huh? I always forget Underrated. that. Yeah, yeah, I always forget how good of a singer Jamie Foxx is. I really do. On Good Morning America, Roxy Washington, who is the mother of uh, George Floyd's daughter, uh, Gianna. This is uh, Good Morning America talking to six-year-old uh, Gianna about her dad. What do you want people to know? Mm, kind of that I miss him. What was your dad like? He played with me. I know what I want to be when I grow up. What? I want to be, I want to be, um, uh, a doctor. I want to take care of people. Uh, global health experts are now going head-to-head over claims that the coronavirus, quote, no longer exists clinically. Listen to this. What? A very public fight has broken out between some of Italy's and the world's most high-profile doctors after one expert claimed that the coronavirus no longer exists clinically. That's exactly what he said. Uh, Dr. Albert Zangrillo, he is the head of intensive care unit at San Rafael Hospital in Milan. Uh, that was the epicenter of Italy's coronavirus outbreak caused a stir on Sunday by telling Italian media that a study by his colleagues had shown that the virus was losing its potency, saying, in reality, from the clinical point of view, the virus no longer exists. Those comments prompted a swift rebuke from Franco Locatelli, the head of Italy's top health advisory body, uh, the Supreme Health Council. He says, I can only express great surprise and absolute bewilderment for the statements made by Professor Zang Grillo, just look at the number of new cases confirmed every day to have evidence of the persistent circulation of the virus in Italy. And then the government got involved with the argument yesterday with one of its officials stating that Zangrillo's comments were dangerous at a time when caution is crucial. So, so this is what's going on in Italy like- right now. Anyone that has the virus now, you have it. Once it's gone from your body, you may never have it again. Or once the last person in the world is rid of coronavirus it won't come back no it won't I, exist in the I world anymore i think what their tests did what this doctor in italy is claiming is i believe that he's saying that according to their tests the coronavirus has lost its potency to the point of where it no longer exists clinically i don't believe that is what he's saying I don't believe that. And that's the fight happening in Italy right now. And uh, Conan O'Brien last night, I guess Conan, I hadn't really been paying attention because there's been so much of just Jimmy Fallon and Mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy Kimmel over the last couple of days that I I didn't really check in to see what Conan O'Brien had to say or if he was posting. And uh, he addressed this last night on his show. But it doesn't feel right for me to talk about my feelings of sadness and anger. To do that today feels inadequate and even somehow wrong. Our national crisis is that a large and vital community in our country is in real pain. Pain because they do not feel safe or dignified or seen. And most important of all, they do not feel heard. There we go. Uh, Barack Obama uh, coming out yesterday doing his Barack Obama thing, which is uh, calming people down, being a voice of reason, being a calming presence, being a symbol of hope, being all the things that Obama is and uh, why everybody loves him. Trump isn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want you to know that you matter. I want you to know that your lives matter, that your dreams matter. And when I go home and I look at the faces of my daughters, Sasha and Malia, and I look at my nephews and nieces, I see limitless potential that deserves to flourish and thrive. And you should be able to learn and make mistakes and live a life of joy, whatever. And, and, and so I hope that you also feel help, 
hopeful, even as you may feel angry. I think that the difference is when you said all the things that Donald Trump is not, it's interesting to me because I, I don't think that that matters. I think that it would matter if Donald Trump tried to do all of this stuff and mm -hmm. Obama was just so much better at it than he was. Sure. It's just so Trump doesn't even attempt to do this stuff. No. And therefore, I don't think it even bothers him at all. I think all the other stuff about Obama bothers him. But this stuff doesn't bother Trump, I don't think. Because yeah. he doesn't even try. Like, there's no attempt to even say... Empathize or sympathize common. or yeah. encourage. Nothing. Not even, like, there's no, like, even a bad speech. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, nothing. Uh, John Boyega, uh, in a huge rally yesterday in London uh, on a megaphone, very vocal. And he was one of the, the sort of first that went viral, the big stars with his uh, rant uh, the other night on Instagram. But uh, this was John Boyega talking about how he doesn't know whether his lending his voice in the way that he's been lending his voice will actually hurt his career. I speak to you from my heart. Look, I don't know if I'm going to have a career after this. He said all that, huh? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you have to understand that that is a very non-Disney thing to do. Right. Right? Is yeah. You don't do that when you are a sort of Disney guy. And but you can't uh, shut down the man's passion, right? No, and uh, and it's and and Disney and, and Lucasfilm on uh, on Instagram wrote this. Lucasfilm stands with John Boyega and his message Good. that now is the time. Black lives have always mattered. Black lives have always been important. Black lives have always meant something. The evil that is racism must stop. We will commit to being part of the change that is long overdue in the world. John Boyega, you are our hero. So nice. I love it. That's the uh, statement from Disney Thank and you, Lucasfilm. Disney. Max Kellerman on ESPN lit up social media, especially here in Canada last night, talking about when sports are coming back and the importance of sports in America and where the NHL sort of sits in that world. And hockey fans were not happy. Listen, I don't, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but... In, in the United States of America, no one really cares about hockey. You know, the old joke is every town has 20,000 hockey fans. They all have season tickets. So the arenas are always sold out, but the TV ratings don't do anything. So it's not one of the four major team sports. Oh, Max. <laughs> Why you got to be like that, bro? That's <laughs> uh, not good, huh? Come on. Uh, according to the official autopsy, Results released by the county medical examiner, George Floyd's death was due to a cardiopulmonary arrest or the stopping of his heart. The report says that Floyd's neck was compressed when the officer's knee was on it for more than eight minutes, as we all saw in that video, but does not conclude that it was the direct cause of his death. Um, the other thing that came out in the autopsy is that uh, Floyd had recently um, tested positive for coronavirus, wow. although there's no indication that that was a factor in, um, in his death. Uh, just moments ago on the Today Show, the George Floyd family attorney, Ben Crump, described today's memorial in Minneapolis. Well, it's going to be a celebration of life, but it's also going to be a plea to America and a plea for justice that we don't let his death be in vain. We have a lot of... Uh, 
high-profile people coming. We want everybody to use their voices, Craig, to say no more. We're tired of dying at the hands of the people who are supposed to protect us. How many interviews have we done, Craig, like this, where unarmed black people have been killed unjustifiably, unnecessarily, and senselessly, and it keeps happening? Uh, Meghan Markle, during a virtual graduation ceremony at her old high school, um, had these words about uh, George Floyd. I wanted to say the right thing, and I was really nervous that I, I wouldn't or that it would get picked apart. And I realized the only wrong thing to say is to say nothing because... George Floyd's life mattered and Breonna Taylor's life mattered and Philando Castile's life mattered and Tamir Rice's life mattered. And I was thinking about this moment when I was a sophomore in high school. And I remember my teacher at the time, one of my teachers, Miss Polia, said to me before I was leaving for a day of volunteering, always remember to put others' needs above your own fears. And that has stuck with me through my entire life and I have thought about it more in the last week than ever before. So the first thing I want to say to you is that I'm sorry. I am so sorry that you have to grow up in a world where this is still present. So I am sorry that in a way we have not gotten the world to the place that you deserve it to be. Well, this is the first time we've heard from Meghan Markle. In a while. In like a, like months, well, she, right? No, she did, the, uh, she did the book reading that she... No, 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 but like something that wasn't a... Uh, yeah, look, there was there was a video where she had the the kid on her knee and she was reading the book. Oh, right, remember? yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, then yeah. people pulled her apart for it because they said that it was yeah, anyway. What yeah, are, what are you gonna do? Uh, I love these virtual graduation uh, speeches though; they're great. We've had some really great ones. Brad Pitt, remember that one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where's he from? Missouri? Is that where it is? Uh huh. And now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. Yo, Patrick. Hey, what's up? What's up, man? Welcome back to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Now, we talked to you um, on a previous episode, our last episode of the podcast, because you wanted advice on dating a Guyanese girl. Right. (laughs) You're Irish, right? Yes, I am. Okay. How long have you and your girl been dating again? Uh, It's about two months now. Okay. And you, you still haven't met her parents or anything? Right. No. But her parents know that she's dating somebody, right? Uh, No, she thinks I'm a friend. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, that's right. right. Yes. Damn. Oh, geez. you're in uh, deep, son. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> so since you appeared on the last episode of the podcast, did you talk to your girlfriend? Did you tell her uh, that you talked to us? Uh, I haven't yet because I wanted to just be able to show her the actual <laughs> podcast episode. Oh, and it only okay. it only came out uh, the other day. And right. so I wanted to be with her because I want to see her face when uh, she actually saw because uh when I show, show her clips of the show, she really likes it too. Okay, so now, like, I'm trying to get her into it. Yeah. Let's see if you listen to everything that we said. Can you recall yeah. any of the information, any of the suggestions uh, that we gave to you? Yeah, absolutely. So you said, um, be nice. Uh, you're definitely going to be welcomed into the house. Don't offer to help with cooking. Uh, don't go too far with the PDA, like uh, holding the hands okay, but don't do any kisses or anything like that. Definitely no sleepovers. Keep a uh, blanket in my car. Um, <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, okay, get that good. like tatted on your arm or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're, you're doing okay so far. You're doing okay. You, you gotta, you gotta because, get memory for this. Because we had Shem in here. Shem's Guyanese. I'm Guyanese. So we tried to help you out, but we wanted to uh, see if we can offer up a little bit more advice to you and your situation, Patrick. Okay. 
which is why uh, we have asked Deepa to join us on the phone right now. Deepa works with us here at KISS. You see her all over social media, uh, right across the KISS network. Uh, Deepa is semi-new to the to the KISS family. Hello, Deepa. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Okay, Guyanese Deepa, say what's yes. up to uh, Irish Patrick, who's dating oh. a Guyanese girl. <laughs> Irish Patrick. Oh, how's it going, Patrick? I'm good, how about you? I'm good, thank you. This is I'm so excited for this conversation. Like I was looking forward to this for days. Okay, so from your from your life and everything you know, Deepa, uh, yeah. what are some of the rules that Patrick should know when it comes to dating a Guyanese girl? As far oh, as as far as going to the house and the family and all that sort of stuff. Don't do it. Oh, oh. <laughs> all right, thanks, Deepa. <laughs> Uh, goodbye. That's it. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. It's, it's okay. Obviously I can speak from like my own experience. So, um, Guyanese parents are very, very strict. Everyone's like, Oh my God, Guyanese people are so easygoing. Their parents must be super free. And it's not like that at all. So the first thing that I want to tell you is do not be offended. If your girlfriend wants to hide you from her parents, because she's trying to save her own life. So she could potentially have a future life with you. Like I want to make that very, very clear. So, Okay, um, hey, Deepa, I'm going to pause you right there. Hey, Patrick. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Patrick. Yeah. Um, and uh, just clarify again that your girlfriend's parents just think that you're her friend, correct? Yes. Okay. They think we just met us. So that, that confirms everything that Deepa's just saying. Okay. That is that is so typical. Like, you are going to be a friend for the next three years. Like, mm. that's, that's, I'm, just, I'm just letting you know from now, do not be offended. That's just how it is. Like, I hid my now fiancé from my father for two years, and I don't know how Whoa. he did it, but, like, that's... So <laughs> I what, was did your, this now, what did your dad... Wait, so your dad didn't know? Did your mom know? My mom knew. And Your mom knew. For, the, my for mom, the entire time? For the entire time. But it was so funny when I told my dad about it. Um, my mom pretended like she was surprised. She was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. I guess you're not going to back me up on this. Wow. But, oh, no. When is it okay? So Deepa, when is it okay to sort of introduce, like after it, it's everything's out in the open and yeah. the parents know that Patrick is, is the boyfriend, when is it okay to sort of display small amounts of affection publicly or around the family or is that oh is my that, gosh uh, that's a no 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 never ever ever not even when you're married <laughs> like, it's not <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's, it's a lot of like there's a lot of confusion so, so but deepa you're, yeah, you're, you're engaged right now has you yeah, yeah. has your dad ever seen you kiss your fiance are you mad? <laughs> oh my. I, I almost heard the guy needs come out of Deepa just yeah. now. <laughs> you mad or no. what? Yeah. Oh my God. No, 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 no. That'll never, you'll never see that. So it's, it's, it's obviously like, you know, you're kind of walking on a fine line, but I don't mean to scare you in any way, but I thought I would kind of supply you with some information, Patrick, that please, might be able to please. help you with some conversations, you know, going forward. So uh, first thing that you got to know is Guyanese people are obsessed with Bollywood. Have you ever seen a Bollywood movie before? <laughs> I have never, no. 
Okay. My I'm first, scared. <laughs> yeah, Patrick's like, I don't want to waste three and a half hours of my life watching one Bollywood movie, but I would highly recommend it. Like, Guyanese people are so in love with Bollywood movies. We think that our life is a Bollywood movie, so maybe just, like, watch one. So if you ever meet her parents or her family, you have a topic of discussion. You could be like, hey, I watched this one Bollywood movie, and I thought it was good. So maybe that's one thing you could do. Um, next thing is, Learn how to roll around roti. Nothing impresses a Guyanese mother more than a boyfriend coming into the house and rolling around roti. I, I assume, obviously, you've probably never done that before, right? I don't even really know what you're saying right now, to be honest. <laughs> He's like, I don't even know what that is. You, have you never had a roti before? Uh, no. Oh, my God, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> so, Patrick is sta- Patrick's starting at square one. Like, okay. Yeah. okay. Um, uh, after, after we're done this conversation, Google roti, so at least you know what it is, and then watch some YouTube tutorials on how to make that. Um, okay. I know, I think a huge part of Guyanese culture is food and appreciation of food. So um, I think maybe learning a bit about the food is a good, is a good starting point. Just so you're not walking into like a household full of Guyanese people being like, what am I eating? Um, I would also highly recommend reading a Guyanese dictionary because Guyanese lingo is a completely different language on its own. Like I've been to Guyana countless times. I still have no idea what people are telling me when I'm there. I'm like, I am completely lost. So if you can find a Guyanese dictionary online and read up on some of the lingo, just so that you're not lost. Like if you're sitting there and they're chatting, you're like, uh, you're not lost and not confused about what they're saying. I remember the first time my fiance met like my family from Guyana. It was at a family party and he just sat there and they're speaking English. Like Guyanese people speak English, right? And he was sitting there and he, he was so lost and he would just start laughing when everyone else is laughing. And my <laughs> uncle was like, yeah, my, my uncle was like, do you know what I just said? He's like, no, but everyone laughed. So I assumed that it was a joke. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so painful. Yeah, yeah. That's what... That that's what that's that's the white guy move whenever we go to a household from a different culture. Like that's like it's like listening to a fast speaking Jamaican or a fast speaking Trini person, Patrick. I, yeah. yeah, definitely. I would say the accent's even probably a little bit more difficult to understand than that. But um I mean those are those are my tips. Don't be offended if she doesn't introduce you right away. Try to, you know, read up about the culture a little bit, like learn about some Bollywood movies, learn about music that's important in Guyana, learn about the food. Um and I think that's like a good step. I would say though that uh, the the biggest takeaway and thank you so much Deepa, but I think the biggest takeaway is don't be overly hurt. If you are Patrick, her good friend for an extended period of time. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I would I would say that's a big, big, big takeaway. Wow. Jeez, that's crazy. And keep <laughs> and keep your tongue out of her mouth. <laughs> Forever, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh Lord. Uh, Deepo, we love you. Thanks very much, Patrick. All the best. Good luck, Patrick. Thank you guys so much. Hey Deepa, before we let you go, uh, I'm not yeah. sure if I'm not sure if your father uh listens to the podcast or not, but I need to know, is your fiance yeah. a great kisser or what? Ew. I'm not, we haven't done that. What are you talking about? I'm waiting for marriage. (laughs) Thanks, Deepa. No problem. Bye, guys. Bye. All right, and we're going to go over to line two. Hello, Cindy. Hi. How How are are you? you? Good, how are you? I'm good. 
All right. So thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. Um, what is your me. question? My question is, besides your face, what body part do you stare at the most? Catherine's boobs. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't say your own. Like, are you talking about like on our own self? Yes. Oh, okay. God. Sorry. <laughs> well, the face is easy because you have to say the face because you just walk by reflections and mirrors and everything else. Like your face is the exactly, thing you, yeah. see, you, you see the most. Uh, yeah. What other body part do I stare at the most? I'm going to have to say, and this is not, I'm not saying this to be crude. I'm not saying this out of like vanity or anything like that. Um, aside from my hands, because if I'm typing, I'm constantly looking at my hands. Mm-hmm. But, okay. a, but another body part that I say that I would stare at it would be my wiener. Just because when you go pee, you just got <laughs> nothing else to do, it. so you just look at it. Yeah, <laughs> right. you gotta right? make sure you're aiming. Yeah, like properly. I'm not. Yeah, like I'm not. I don't obsessively like take peeks throughout the day. When, <laughs> I'm not admiring it. Or... Yeah. <laughs> like, What's up, buddy? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I don't do. I don't do general check-ins, but when it's time to work, it's time to work, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so I would say I would say my face because of reflections in mirrors and and just even just looking sometimes if my computer shit goes into sleep mode, I can see my reflection in. Uh, in the the screen, which I, I don't mind. What's um, your answer, Cindy? <laughs> uh, well, for me, it's my butt, your and it's butt. like like it's not like like Roz. I'm not admiring it. <laughs> um, it's just being in quarantine. I've like I think like everybody else. I put on an extra, like extra pounds, mm-hmm. so I kind of do daily checks just to kind of see that you know, that's where all the weight is going, like <laughs> to be in, honest. Like in the mirror, you stand like you have a full-length mirror and you just, or do you, you're standing on top of the I'm, toilet and looking at your butt? Uh, maybe both. Yeah. Like any chance I get, if I pass by a mirror, I'll look at my butt. If I'm changing, huh. I'll look at it. But like, it's more like a daily check because like I'm noticing, you know, a few extra pounds there. Mm-hmm. And just but you're noticing if- even like every single day looking by checking? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed, uh, I don't, I, cause I've just been like, I wear different clothes now. Like I don't wear suits every day to do a TV show. I don't do all this stuff. And then yesterday I put on a shirt that I've worn, you know, a hundred times and the shirt fit different where I was like, God, is this the right shirt? Yeah. And, it, and it sort of, and it sort of fit a little bit different. Right. Um, but yeah. so when you're doing butt checks, are you standing with your both cheeks facing the mirror and then you crank your head around as far as it'll go? Or are you doing profile checks to see how far the new butt is sticking off your body? I do both. You do both. I'll do the, wow. I'll do the front check first. Yeah. And then I'll do the side check. Yeah. Just to kind of, and like, there's a little bit more cellulite where there wasn't cellulite before. So I do like the cellulite check to see where there's more yeah. or where there's less. But I'll do both. So are you, you're, so you're not doing this like in clothes that used to fit, like you stand in your undies and, uh, and, oh, and I do that too, yeah. actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Do She's doing like too. a full, full check. And, and how are you, and, and how are you feeling about all this? Um, I'm, I, at first it was very uncomfortable, but I think by now I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. It's going to be what it's going to be. So I think that you, yeah. And I think that even, you know, even to just say it, it, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. I even think that that's, that's too hard on yourself. Yeah, I really no, I really do. I I think yeah. that I think that everybody is going through. Everybody throws around the the sort of saying of you know we're all in this together and you know all this stuff. Right. But you know it, the, the reality is is it's all brand new for everybody, mm-hmm. and we're all dealing with things in ways that we just can't sort of articulate or even comprehend. And you mm-hmm. know, getting a little bit of a bigger ass is just yeah. one of those things. Like that's just something that's going on in your life. Because what else are you supposed to do? 
Yeah, exactly. Right? What else are you exactly. supposed to do? I don't yeah. know. Uh, Mocha, what uh, other body part do you stare at the most? Uh, belly. Belly? Yeah. Like you look in the mirror? <laughs> like you lift your shirt up? Sometimes. Yeah, huh? Yeah. Do you, do you lift your t-shirt up and tuck it under your chin and like look down at your belly? <laughs> no, I just hold it up. Oh, like, okay. Uh, like, I just hold it up with both hands yeah. and I stare. And then, like, I stare uh, from the front and then also from the side because much like Cindy, <laughs> you know, and everybody else, you kind of pack it on a couple of pounds. Yeah. And, you suck it in just, just to see like, what it could be like? Yeah, I do that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Just to see what like the potential is. Dude, when yeah. I suck it in, I can see abs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just saying. Maury, what, what's the body part that you stare at the most? Belly as well. Really, huh? Yeah. <laughs> De- definitely belly. Only when you're standing or do you sometimes look at it when you're sitting? Oh, but I mean in the mirror, but yeah, when I'm sitting too, yeah. Yeah. But when I'm, like this morning, it's funny you asked this. This morning, like, because I, I was wearing shorts to bed last night because it's super hot in the condo. Yeah. And it really sticks out over the short line. Right. Yeah, it's tough. When I was I was in the pool a couple of weekends ago and I had a bathing suit on for the first time this year and I sat on the couch outside uh, to dry off because it was just beautiful and sunny and I looked down and I was like, what the hell is going on down here? Like my titties were hanging over my belly. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like, oh, it was just a mess and I hadn't trimmed down in a long time and it was all just like matted hair and, you know, it's just not good. So, Cindy, I would not worry. We are yeah. literally all in this together. You know, oh, okay. you're, you're doing butt checks. You, you know, my titties have gotten pointy, which is weird. You know, <laughs> Mocha is looking at his belly more. He's sucking his in to the point of where he's getting like a hemorrhage is it, you know, does Catherine ever look so at you going tough. whoa no 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 no, no she wouldn't no she looks at me and goes whoa <laughs> <laughs> thanks Cindy thanks guys you got it alright uh, Aaron asks uh, like the Blue Jays walk up songs what song would you like to have play every single time you entered a room <sighs> You know, I went to, uh, when I was in college, yeah. when I was living in the dorms at, uh, at Humber College when I was there, I went to college with a guy who um, had his own soundtrack. So he used to walk around with, you know, the tape players that you had that were long and flat with the buttons on the front that yeah. you would use your thumbs with. So what? He, he no? Walked, yeah, so it was like yeah, a yeah. cassette player. Like a regular cassette they, player. They were usually not a in the libraries. Box. Not a boombox, but just like a regular okay. cassette player. Top loading. Yeah, top loading. And he had one of those that he had a strap on and he would walk it, he had wore it like a purse. And <laughs> and no joke, like he would when he would walk into your room, he would press play. No. And yeah, he had like a soundtrack. That he Serious. that he would play different songs. When so would he, he have when to he rewind would, when he would when he walk left into your room? room? Oh yeah, it was all like he knew what he was doing, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. No, he had like a full he had like a full soundtrack that he would play. Wow. So like if he was like walking down the hall, or if he was like doing other stuff, he always had like this thing, and it was a goof, right? But it was interesting because he had songs that he wanted specifically for different things. And oh he would always, God. yeah, it was, it was crazy. That's planning. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was really nuts. He was a huge pothead. <laughs> like huge, like a huge pothead. Uh, Maury, what would your song be? Oh, that one. Let's hear it for the boy. Let's give, give the, the boy, boy a hand. What did you just I, say? <laughs> it sounded like you said jance. <laughs> What the hell is a chance? I thought it was, let's hear it for the boy. Oh. Let's give the boy a chance. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. I got to figure out the, maybe he's my Romeo, but he, he I love one, one man, man show. show. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Let's, let's give him a it for the boy. I thought it was, let's give him another chance. You, you may be right. You may be right. You may be right. No, it's let's give the boy a hand. That's what oh, I thought I it thought was. I thought he did something wrong, and he's like, let's give the boy a chance. No, no, it's uh, <laughs> let's hear for the boy. Let's give boy a hand. 
Let's hear it from my baby. You know, you go to understand. Whoa, maybe he's no Romeo, but he's my love and one man show. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So I have two entrance songs in mind. Yeah. The only two that will ever and can ever live in my world. Okay. Number one. Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin gotcha. theme song. Good one. But, but hold on, right. hold on, pause. Good but is that, are you stealing somebody else's entrance music? Doesn't matter. So what? You just stole Let's Hear It for the Jants. Yeah. <laughs> right? So that's number one. Number two. If smell, oh, wow. The rock is cooking. Oh, yeah. Attitude, baby. That would be my... Second pick. Here, if, if you if you and The Rock enter the room at the same time, you're both gonna have the same song. Yes, and yeah. then that's why they have to fight it out. Oh, geez. Right. Uh, so I will play you mine, Mocha, which I just found, uh, yeah. and I have many because I think about this. Uh, I think about this a lot. Sad songs say so much. Shut up, Maury. No. <laughs> Why are you so mean, bro? Sad <laughs> songs they say. So. You have no idea about any lyrics of any song <laughs> ever written, do you? Yeah, come on, man. Give okay. the guy a chance. Okay, so... <laughs> So is my is my computer up? Yeah. Okay. So because I'm a huge fan of two individuals, okay. I think that if I was a baseball player, because we're talking sports, so we got to like pump people up, sure. right? So uh, because I am a huge fan of Joan Jett, but also a huge fan of Shrek, huh. I I would probably <laughs> I would probably go with this. Oh, yeah. Remember when Shrek whoops all those guys' asses? Yeah, man. <laughs> Right? So I would probably go with Bad Reputation by Joan Jett just All because right. huge fan of Shrek and that song still because it's always on TV because we're always that watching was Shrek. The, uh, was that the wrestling scene? When yeah, they when they, yeah, that, uh, <laughs> yeah, at Farquaad's hey, uh, castle. At the castle. Yeah, and they got to whoop everybody, yeah, right? him and Donkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rachel has a great question. Okay. What is one blockbuster movie that despite the hype, you never bothered to see and still have no interest in seeing? Oh. Good question. I should have prepared for this one. What do you have one? Do you know one offhand? I actually have a list. Okay. So Greece. Yeah. Pulp Fiction. You've never seen Pulp really? Fiction, huh? Never seen Interesting. it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I think you would actually really like Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Um, the Notebook. Yeah. Frozen. Right. Anything past the very first Hunger Games movie. Right. The very last Harry Potter movie. I've seen all of them except for the last one. Oh, really? Yeah. And the second last one was a cliffhanger. Right? Yes. <laughs> and I haven't seen, other than Tokyo Drift, none of the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, neither have really, I. Really, huh? Yeah. Never. Yeah. Like, wow. and I'm okay. Like, I'll get around to it one day, but like right now, um, whatever. Do you see any of the uh, Lord of the Rings movies? I saw the first one. You saw the first one, but none of the other ones, huh? Or maybe I saw the second one. I think uh, I saw the last one and that was it. You only saw, you only watched the last Lord of the Rings? Yeah. That must have been very boring and confusing for you. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Huh. Uh, uh, Maury, do you have any big movies that you haven't seen? Did you think I said, did you, do you have any big boobies that you haven't seen? 
It's one of those days. For yeah, I know. Like, I know. It is. It's one of those days. Whatever. Let's laugh. What yeah. else are you going to do? The uh, Fast and the Furious ones, like any of those kind of movies, like, you know, car chase movies and stuff, I have no interest in that. Right. Um, see, I just have to watch so many bloody movies for work that I wind up seeing big, giant movies that I have no interest in seeing. Uh-huh. Like, there's big movies that I just <laughs> wouldn't care if I saw it or not. Um, but I have to see them all for work. So I'm trying to think of ones that I actually haven't seen. And it's difficult. I don't know if there's a like a big blockbuster. I mean, yeah, sure. There's a couple, you know, in the Fast franchise that I have not seen. I only did the ones that I needed to do for for work. I have no interest in seeing those. I'll tell you, if, if we didn't have to see Star Wars for the show for interviews, and stuff, I wouldn't have seen Star Wars, the most recent Star Wars movies. No. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You're not a Star Wars guy. No, but I enjoy, I mean, I cry when the beginning happens all the time. Just when that music starts, oh, that's powerful stuff. <laughs> but then you got to do all that reading. <laughs> all, all that, that reading? reading? Like 25 and, seconds yeah. of and reading? And, and it's, but the and words it's, are going so quick. I know, but it's written in a way, too, that like a six-year-old can understand it and get <laughs> yeah, it. You know at the I mean? most, it's three paragraphs. Yeah, if maybe. That, like two and maybe, a half. Maybe, maybe. I can't maybe. believe you've not seen Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I don't know why. You'd love it. Just, it. Yeah, I, I, never, think would, I think you would never really like Pulp Fiction. It. We should watch Pulp Fiction one day. Yeah, absolutely. I don't- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark asks, if you saw Dammit Mori being arrested, would you jump in and help? Mm. I would need to know the circumstance of the trouble that Mori's getting himself into. Yeah. Like, okay, I, there's a difference. If I just saw Mori, like, on the street wailing and sort of you know, up against the side of a, of a cop car and somebody's putting cuffs on, I would probably go up and just be like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. But if we were in here one day doing the show and two police officers walked in and quietly just put Maury in handcuffs and walked them out, I would say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't say, hey, no. what's going on? No, no, oh, I no. Would. I would expect that it's something he deserves. <laughs> yeah, like out on, the, out on the street, out on the street, maybe like, you know, maybe he like it's, it's for something dumb or, or, you know, who knows? Could be like a mistake or whatever yeah. it is. I'd want to clear it up. But if somebody just like, if like they, if somebody, if it was planned where they got through security and up the stairs and they knew he was going to be here. Uh-huh. So they came in. I'm like that. This is planned. You know what I mean? They knew they were Sting coming to operation. get him. They knew they were coming to get him today. But back in the day, if I was driving you to work and I was getting arrested, wouldn't you jump? Because otherwise you're stranded. How are you going to, you're stuck in my car without me. No hablo inglés. Are <laughs> <laughs> you going to say he kidnapped you? Yeah. <laughs> Thank exactly. you, officer. Oh my Thank God. You. The trauma. Yeah. I used to keep two uh, zip ties in my pocket that I was fully prepared to slip on my own wrists in case we ever did get pulled over. No, you know what, Maury? In either circumstance, I would ask. I would ask what you did. No, I wouldn't. What would you assume? But the, 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 the question is not would you ask. It says would you jump in and help. It's not like would you just ask what's going oh, on. Oh no, because I wouldn't want to interfere with a police officer's job. Oh. I would like what would I assume it was? Like yeah. in all honesty, and I'm not saying this. Like too- say say if it was a situation where two officers <clears throat> walked in here, handcuffed them, and walked them out. I would bank on, and I and I could be wrong because I don't know all the other shady stuff that he's got going on in his yeah. world. But I would bank on that Maury went too far in somebody's DMs on Instagram and they filed some sort of like restraining stalking order. Yeah, I bank you. on that too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say fraud, but no. if you're going with not smart enough one. for fraud. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, B asks, if you could win a lifetime supply of one thing, what would it be? I think the real, the clear answer is money. Let's not say money or time because those are the things that I will always say. I will always say money and I will always say time. So let's say some material thing. Okay. If you could. 
porn. Wow. <laughs> but you have that at your fingertips right now. Jeez, for free. Porn. And, like, you, I, and I, you can't just say groceries. You have to say chicken. You know what I mean? Like you can't just go. Uh, like you, it has to be like right. ice cream. Yeah, it has to be like ice cream. A what lifetime about, supply. What about gasoline? Oh, smart. Good like, one. wait, hold on. At okay. the pump or it's in your garage? Anywhere. I have a card that no matter where I go, I just get free gas. <gasps> That's a real good one. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Starbucks. No, what you at Starbucks? Life, you want a lifetime like supply of coffee? Like, I can go in any location and I get a chai latte for free. Like, oh, it's just I, sh I show the card. Geez, and man. There you, you go. So you got to think bigger more. You got to think you bigger. You said gas. I know, because what do you? What would I spend on gas over a lifetime? It's a lot of money. As are chai lattes. No, 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 no. Because I'm thinking of something that I can't do myself, right? Like I can't, that I still will have to pay for, for years to come. Oh, like or, gym membership. Or, or something that, <laughs> yeah, <sure>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should be able to get a free gym membership anyway. Can't you just do something where you like post on Instagram and they give you a free membership or something like that more? Can you One would think, up? but they don't want me promoting them. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, if you want Hard a lifetime <laughs> Hard truths. <laughs> What was um, the question? Lifetime you want a lifetime supply of something. Um, like air travel? Oh, shoes. Travel. How come oh, you're not saying shoes? Yeah, sneakers. That, sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take gasoline back and I'm going to go with you. A lifetime supply of airline tickets. Yeah. I yeah. would say travel. Yeah. Because then I would go places a hell of a lot more. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree right? with you. To not have to pay airfare would, yeah. be, would be sweet. Oh, so, an unlimited check-in baggage. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> More, <laughs> it's a free flight. Okay, <laughs> pay the forty dollars. Jesus, you spend all your too much of your money on chai lattes, bro. That's why nobody wants to give you things for free more. Because you always just want more, uh, more. Um, Jenny asks, are there any words that you say in a peculiar way? For example, my mom pronounces beautiful as beautiful. <laughs> I pronounce asterisk as ass trick. Yeah. And my brother really emphasizes the poo in poutine, right. as in poutine. Yeah, because I know people call it poutine yeah. mm -hmm. or poutine, right? But uh, a lot of people I know call it poutine. I call it poutine, and my kid now calls it poutine. How are you supposed to say it? Poutine. Poutine. Like instead of poutine, it's uh, so it's, it's either an emphasis on the poo or an emphasis on the teen. Most people say the emphasis on the teen, poutine. Poutine. I thought it was poutine. You, no, but they, we're not doing the French accent. Oh. We're, we're, we'll anglophone it here. Poutine. How do I say it? I say poutine. Yeah. Poutine. yeah so what I, am I emphasizing on? The teen. Oh. Yeah. Or I say poutine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds weird. Your right? word is onion, though. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and I don't know why that happened. Because you say onion. Yeah, and and Italian. Weird. Yeah, right, Italian. Uh, yeah, I, I do that to troll people, though. Uh, I don't know how I wound up saying onion like that. Mm. I really don't. And when I hear somebody like say onion the way that others say onion, in my head, we're saying it the same way. Really? Yeah. I would say my word is probably sanguich right. because I used to say it as a joke. Yes. And it's just become now the, so common the in my joke vocabulary. has now become your language. Yeah. yeah. So now I can't say it sounds weird or feels weird for me to say sandwich. Right. I always say sandwich. Yes. Yeah. But are there any words that you mispronounce regularly? Oh, like news. News. Um. Yeah. <laughs> the month of February. Because I say February when it's spelled 
February. Right. I don't think I don't know if I know anybody that says February. It sounds weird. I don't know to if say I've February. ever met anybody that says February. Nobody uses the R. No, right? No, no, no. no okay, no, so no, February no, is what no. I say. Yeah. No, it's it's interesting though. Do you say um I'm trying to think? It's like when people say library, you know? Oh yeah. I know a guy that says Valentine's Day. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. But it ha- he doesn't say it on purpose. No, we it hasn't happened in a while, but we went through a real run of a couple of years where people who called in on this show and whether they wanted to say something nice or they you know something critical or whatever it was, they would always use your guises. Oh, I know. I still hear right? people say that now. Your guys's. I you love your guys's show. I and we think... Moke and I would always look at each other and just like mouth the words, your oh. guys's? No, but that's when... become so common now that I think it's the norm. Yeah. Because I hear way more people saying it now, throwing it around like it's normal. Yeah. That it now to me seems normal. I, I see a lot of the younger generation, especially on social media, where they forget certain letters exist in certain words. So a lot of younger people r- forget that there's an L in always. Always. It, it's always. And there's people that don't say the R in forward. It's forward. Oh, damn, really? Right. I see that all the time and I hear that all the time where it's not always in forward, it's always in forward. Huh. Because you're always editing for Twitter. I hear that I hear that <laughs> the all the time. Yeah. No, no, but when no one when people speak it. Oh wow. Yeah, oh, when, yeah, they, when I guess. they say it. When yeah. they say it, they say, you know, moving forward. And I'm like, no, oh, it's, yeah. it's not moving yeah. forward. You know, you hear all the time people going, Oh my God, I always do that. I'm like, no, there's no, there's an L in there, man. Always, always, always. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I hear that all the time. Uh, you I mean, all, all the time. You mean all, all the time? <laughs> I got one. Whenever I watch HGTV, there's the Chip and Joanna Gaines. Yeah. I don't know if this is just Are where you saying that you have one word that you pronounce wrong? No, no. They have a word. <laughs> oh. They have a word. And anytime they're talking about everybody's budget, yeah. they always say, y'all's in budget. Right. And I don't know if that's right or not, and it drives me insane. What they want to say is, you're all in budget. And they go, y'all's in budget. Right, yes. But more, you pronounce like almost everything incorrectly. Wrong. But I would never say y'alls. Okay. (laughs) The one word. Mine is always because it's supposed to be like when bygones let bygones be the bygones or whatever the saying. No, no, no. Like you can't. But I say let bygones be bygones. You can't say situation. Situation. No, like you put a D in situation. Situation. It's situation. not situation. Okay, well, the situation. The, the situ- you know what I mean. Say situation. Yeah. Situation. Sit. Sit. Uation. Uation. Situation. Situation. No, say sitch. Sitch. Uation. Uation. Yes, now say it. Situation. No, say like it right. Mike you can do situation. it. Situation. Mike say, the situation. Yes. Sitch. Ah, see, there you situation. Go. Yeah. Situation. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, <laughs> see, just give up. You're past the point now. You're in your 40s. Michael John Ortega <laughs> says, uh, I know Roz is not interested in listening to anyone's dream story. True. But I had a dream <laughs> about both Roz and Mocha. The dream was I walked in on both of Excuse you. Excuse me? Working in a convenience store oh. while doing the show. <laughs> While doing the what? The show. The show. Oh. The radio show. <laughs> oh, that's weird. So now here's my question. Yeah. Have any of you worked in a convenience store yes, before? Yes, I have. I've have worked in really? two convenience stores. No. Yeah. How but did I thought I you did this? aluminum siding. Yeah, I mean, no, I wasn't when I, this is before I was when, working. When, 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 when? When I was like in early high school, I restocked really? milk and- uh-huh. 
Uh, Where, in Acton? Yeah, yeah. In your hometown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked at a place called Ed's In-N-Out. Uh-huh. And then I, what? <laughs> it's just like such a common thing. Ed's In-N-Out. And then I worked at, I think it was called Don's Variety. Oh, right? yeah. Because there was Ed's and Don's. And I think Ooh, it was, were they competing? No. In a small town? No. Why did you really... leave Ed's to go to Don's? Uh, so I left Ed's because they didn't want me back because I wound up developing a massive crush on the girl who worked the cash. Uh-huh. And I would um, just flirt with her. <clears throat> and then one day we got busted in the afternoon because she locked the door and took me into the uh, video cassette area behind the curtain, if you know what I mean. Oh, uh, and, we, yeah. and we sat on the floor and smoked a cigarette and just read the backs of boxes together. <laughs> uh, and then we got, <laughs> we got busted in there. Uh-huh. Uh, so that, that, that was one job gone. And then, the, and then the other job, I don't remember why I left. I think because school started because I oh, think that okay. it, was, it, was a summer, it was a summer job. But I used to get free uh, ketchup chips and Tahiti treat. Uh, yeah. yeah, perfect combo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never worked. I'm trying to think. Have I? No, I've never worked in a convenience, in a convenience store. store. I worked at the Bay yeah. for the longest time yeah. before I started working in radio, but that's it. And then I worked at uh, just washing. But you never had like a high school job kind of thing. Like you never had. Bro, my first job was working at the Bay. No, but what? what but when that, I was 16. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that you, was my so high, school high school job. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah I worked yeah. at the Bay forever, right yeah. up until what I started working. Were you in? I worked in the children's clothing and baby furniture nice. department. Nice. My husband worked at the bay. He was in the un- men's underwear section. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Which bay? The one down on Queen Street. Okay. My first job was being the photocopier boy at the religious school. And then I worked at Cuckoo's Chicken and then the movie theater. What's Cuckoo's Chicken? It was just this chicken place at Young and St. Clair once. And I just, it was, was like, a good chicken. it was a good, it was, yeah. it was very short lived. But never, oh, never and I, can be I served store. Ricky Lake. She came in and she ordered a turkey leg. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> great story. Um, and then what happened? <laughs> she ate it. More. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Uh, but no, I'm the only one that's worked at a convenience store. Yeah. Okay. Well, are. there you go. So there you go, Michael John Ortega. Thank you for listening uh, to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You can find us on Instagram. Every week we'll post a picture that reads Ask Roz and Mocha. You ask your question and we'll try our best to answer. Did Ricky like eat it in the store? Did she take it no, out? No, she sat there and unwrapped the tinfoil and ate, like, gnawed down Did she on order the turkey. sides? Leg. Like any fiexins? Yeah, potato salad. Oh, really, huh? Yeah. And so what, you was just she by herself? alone? She was by herself, sitting there. And we were all cut, like, we all sort of... You were all cuddling? <laughs> Who was cuddling? We no, all cuddled we, around? We all wow, what an awkward situation. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.